comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. There was an idea called the Avengers Initiative. The idea was to bring together a group of remarkable people see if they could become something more. See if they could work together when we needed them to to fight the battles that we never could. It's an old-fashioned notion. Banded together from remote galaxies are the most sinister villains of all time. The Legion of Dudes! Dude! His dudeness, duder, El Duderino. Dude! Dude! Dedicated to a single objective, the conquest of the universe. We got him. Banner? Just like you said. And tell him to suit up. It's the Legion of Dudes podcast. The dudes. Welcome, everyone, to the Legion of Dudes podcast. This is episode 214, our Avengers commentary. Assemble! Assemble, indeed. Verily. This is Russ, and join with me tonight are Mr. Ken Morgan, Mr. Jim Dietz, and Mr. Dr. Esquire Jordan from Jersey. Evening, fellas. Can you believe that we're finally here? It seems like it was so long ago that we thought that this was either never going to happen or a pipe dream or a distant uh, goal to, that, was, that was never going to be obtained. I will tell you what's even more amazing, what's more unbelievable than that. Two in a row, baby. Ken Morgan yeah. on two episodes of Legion of Dudes in a row. That's that's golf clap it's worthy. A streak, buddy. Yeah, I've got CNN on the other line right now. Seriously, and, I mean, I, I you know I went back and listened to some of our commentaries track, and in in the last at least the last two, maybe three of them, I have said every one. You know, people said this would never happen, but look what's coming up, and here we are. I know this movie's great. Uma Thurman, Ray Fiennes, Sean Connery, and that weather control <laughs> machine. Those ro- robot bugs. It's pretty awesome. Nice. Uh, you do realize this is Marvel's The Avengers, right, Jim? Is that why they put Marvel? I'm sure. I'm actually asking. I never thought of that. I made it say Marvel's The Avengers, not just to get the name Marvel in actually, there. Actually, in the UK, in the UK, the uh, the title of the movie is Avengers Assemble because they wanted to uh, they wanted to avoid uh, confusion with the Avengers uh, TV franchise, and yes, that's why it is called Marvel's cool. The Avengers. It's almost. Uh... One year ago, that we sat at Comic Con and saw a bunch of footage and got really, really jazzed up and oh, had a great right. time. You guys at New York Comic Con <laughs> um, with that panel. It's right. Yeah, yeah. Sadly, sadly, we won't be there this year. But, uh, but I say I believe it's a year ago this week that we did our Thor. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. My uh, my dad's in the other room right now watching Avengers. He's like three quarters of the way. Well, maybe a little over halfway through. And uh, so I was out there watching that first half before I came in here to podcast, and I kept being like, oh, see that thing over there? That was at Comic-Con. See that right over there? <laughs> I got to touch that. That was at Comic-Con. <laughs> you know? I think he was pretty sick of it by the, by the time I left. He's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Don't you have a podcast to do? All right. So this is going to be a long one. So 
Um, make sure you have your beverage of choice. Uh, your your you'll have to have dual pause if you have to go potty because you'll have to pause the movie and pause the recording. Um, but we're just gonna jump right in, and I'm almost sad to say that because of I think um, maybe because of the Disney merger, we still do get the Paramount logo, but the swirling star Paramount logo fade in has been kind of our our, our uh, cue, friend yeah. and comfort for these commentary commentaries for the last several. Um, but we're not going to get that this time. So uh, I know that most of us are going to be working off of the Blu-ray copy. I know Mr. From Jersey, um, as he mentioned, his father is uh, absconded with his DVD copy. He's actually going to be working off an iTunes copy. Um, but we found that they all pretty much sync up at the right spot. So if you go ahead and put your 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 file of choice and and get it queued up if you have the blu-ray in there i apologize ahead of time because you're gonna have to skip through it is a disney thing now so you're gonna have to skip through fifteen thousand uh previews that are somewhat unskippable does it have disney's fast play where it will actually go right to the movie immediately after all of the trailers i always thought that was an oxymoron for calling it fast play yeah, exactly. It's like, we're going to make you wait just a little bit, not a lot. There is a menu before the previews that just say, it says, like, play or something like that, and it'll skip you, I think, to just the, the actual, it skips you basically past the previews and then into the into the intro menus uh, of the Blu-ray, which um, has, has a pretty cool uh, setup. It's not really a dynamic menu structure, which whenever I see stuff like that, I, it, it makes me think that down the road they're probably going to double dip us on some kind of mega super feature, but uh, but a pretty cool menu structure. I like the way they take you into the menu with the shield helicarrier wireframe, and then we get a bunch of uh, uh, character-specific little montages as uh, as it scrolls through, so so not too bad. Um, but anyway, but when you when you actually play it, we're going to... Pretty much as soon as it starts, immediately pause your recording. We're gonna we're at the one second mark on pretty much all of our devices. So we have the black screen because right at the two, two and a half second mark, we start to get the Marvel flip where you get to see all the cartoon or the, the comic characters flip by the Marvel logo, Marvel logo as it fades out, which then transitions into the Cosmic Cube slash um, Paramount logo where we get the 100th anniversary. So get everything queued up now. Um and go ahead and pause your podcast recording. And when we come back into the podcast recording, we'll do a three, two, one, unpause, just like normal. And it'll bring everybody in and they can start uh, start their viewing and listening um, as they choose. All right, everybody. So now that you have your movie queued up and your um, pod listener of choice ready, we are going to go. So it's three, two, one, unpause. Now, they usually try to put comic scenes in this flip that's related to the movie. I remember Daredevil. You could see clearly Daredevil. Um, but I couldn't quite make it that one out. It was going too quick. It was I think I saw it. Iron Man really quickly. Yeah. There's our Paramount logo. Missed you. And it's in the middle of a Tesseract. Paramount powers the Cosmic Cube. 100th anniversary. Of the now, is this before or after Zod gets trapped in the Cosmic Cube? <laughs> You're mixing your movies. I will say right off, um, the Blu-ray quality on this thing is out of this world. Um, I know Blu-ray.com gave it like a four and a half, but to me it's very pristine. I mean, the, the, the comments they had was these opening scenes here are a little dark, but it's just it's just crisp and perfect i i just i'm really blown away at the quality of of the transfer that they did for this 
Um, I'm even more able to see things in this than I was when I saw it in 3D, because sometimes the 3D, especially in IMAX, comes off a little dark. But here on the Blu-ray, I was able to see everything crystal clear. I totally agree, Russ. I want to see the sitcom where Thanos, Wesley Wyndham Price, and uh, Loki share an apartment. (laughs) I'd watch it. Project Pegasus. Yeah, quite an impressive uh, spread they have. Do you think they have a few enough uh, satellite yeah, dishes really. there? You know, if you uh, look at the Iron Man 2, um, actually, I think you can see it right on the boxes. But if you go through the Iron Man 2 special features, the boxes that he unpacked, uh, Tony unpacked to build the um, particle accelerator to make the, what I believe is cosmic cube material that he has synthesized, um, it actually says Project Pegasus on it. Like that was left over from it or something like that. Nice. Yeah. I like how they started this with Fury and Shield. Because, you know, as we as we'll see, you know, the movie progresses and the heroes actually come in, you know, that's one of the, the things that kind of I hate to say short shrifted because I, I don't think I think the balance, as we talked about in the in the review, is excellent. But I like the fact that this is kind of what grounds us in this movie, um and, and brings us in into the into the, the things that are getting ready to unfold. One thing I was always concerned about going into this movie, in this series, was being able to make all these different characters, in particular Thor, feel like they all live together, they all belong in the same universe. And that was a concern I think a lot of people had with Thor, and Thor handled it beautifully. A lot of people didn't like Thor because there wasn't, quote-unquote, enough Asgard, there was too much Earth. But for, for this franchise, for this, for this phase one, they needed that. Um, and... Everything came together so well for this movie um, because they had their setup right. I'm looking forward to um, the next to Thor 2, though, next year. I fully expect a lot more um, Asgard and other realms than, than Earth, even though I know Earth will be in it. I like to see that uh, Dr. Selvig is back. I, I, I'm I'm happy that they brought him in there. And of, of anybody to bring into this, knowing the story, it completely makes sense. Um, and, and just a great ad- addition uh, to, to kind of, you know, pull the threads together from all the different Yeah, movies. we get a little um, uh, uh, resolution to the end of Thor. There's questions whether or not he, he was under Loki's control. I think most of us during the commentary in particular thought he was simply being influenced by Loki a little bit. Uh, I think it's pretty clear from this scene that he has not been, I don't think he's been he's been under control of Loki. Certainly, though, Loki has been kind of looking through his eyes, if you will, to kind of keep tabs on things. Sure. That's one thing that threw me off with this movie was, um, other than Captain America with the end with, with Red Skull, there was never anything on screen that said... Um, that told us or told them that it was a door. I mean, maybe they discovered it as through their experiments over the 60 years, but you know, how did they figure out it was a doorway other than just an energy source? Well, I mean, granted, I am no physicist, despite the doctorate, um, but I'm pretty sure a Tesseract, the actual theoretical thing, is a, a doorway through space and time. So I mean, it's a fourth dimensional, a fourth dimensional cube in a third dimensional space, making it, uh, like you say, 
Jordan a portal between the two. I think that was kind of tied in in Thor, though, I mean, with the transportation of the Asgardians or whatnot. I mean, Jane Foster was trying to track down that, you know, the phenomenon of those storms. And I think, obviously, you know, through this research, Selvig's kind of seen that that's... Well, yeah, but that was pretty clearly the uh, the Bifrost. And that's true. That could be that jump that they took, went from the Bifrost to the cube. And maybe up until Thor, they didn't really... Oh, there's our boy Loki. The ladies love him. And Samuel Jackson as Samuel Jackson. <laughs> now I know we talked on our Avengers show about the conjecture that this might be a soul gem trapped in his uh, his spear here. Um, I don't. I don't think so. I, I don't think so because if I recall, when I finally did see the Infinity Gauntlet in the in Thor, which goes by very quickly, it looked pretty intact. So I, I think it's just simply um, cube energy or that similar type of energy that the, the, the spear is harnessing or is powered by. This is after Thor, though, so we don't know what could have happened in between the two. There's a great theory that we talked about online uh, or on the show, I think, that um, Loki's whole plan is simply to get back to Asgard. Um, and he really won. Like the end of this movie, he was victorious because he goes back to Asgard possibly to retrieve the um the gauntlet which we know was safely in um uh, in the armory i'd probably vote that it's more of a it was more of a plan b uh cuz he seemed to really want earth but i mean i i could buy it if that's what it was eventually revealed to be and that was the suitcase that has caused so oh much gosh, controversy yeah. now. <laughs> How Marvel's lawyers overlook that, I do not know. That's yeah. that's a rookie mistake. You know, some people were complaining that Clint Barton was used in the way he was, that he was basically turned into a bad guy at the beginning and then used as kind of Loki's pawn and was kind of, got kind of the short end of the stick. But I, I don't... I didn't see it that way. I, you know, I think he came on strong at the end. I think it made sense from a story perspective. They would need a shield insider to, uh, to be on that team. Um, and he got to be able to kind of show off his skill in, in a, in a, in a fierce way without, um, you know, kind of being the, the good guy that kills kind of thing. So I, I, I never, uh, shared that criticism. It's kind of a nod to a uh, Hawkeye continuity too. Cause he started out as a villain. Sure. Yeah. 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 Was it the Circus of Crime? Yeah, that's right. And then he also had that time period when he was leading the Thunderbolts where everybody thought he'd gone rogue again as well. So he's always had that kind of side to his character where sometimes some people aren't sure which side he's playing, you know, even though he's established now as an Avenger. So it's kind of cool to be able to put that kind of dichotomy into the character without having to have all that baggage of, of history. And Ladies and gentlemen, unnamed female S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. <laughs> It's okay. As long as she keeps wearing that suit, I <laughs> There, One of the deleted scenes is um, Maria Hill being debriefed and like kind of questioning Fury. That, that definitely fits more to the Maria Hill character that we know. Um, but the way they cut this movie, it didn't really fit. It it's definitely has more of a hopeful hero's feel to it. But she definitely questions, in that scene at least, you can tell she questions Fury's uh, motives for bringing them together. But I, I find it a stretch to blame the Avengers for what happens in New York later on. Um, but that's what some people are want to do. I mean, at, 
Yeah, I think this is a strong action scene for her, though. I, I wish that this wasn't the only strong action scene we got from her, but um, I guess maybe they f- they felt, you know, between her and Black Widow as being two non-superpowered, you know, characters on that side um, was a little much. I think somewhat, and I've said this before, that the Maria Hill character is there to kind of hedge their bet. Um if Samuel L. Jackson gets tired of this or gets too expensive or whatever, um, Kobe Smulders is probably going to be a cheaper option for them uh, to get down the road, and it would obviously still Absolutely. fit in with, with what's Absolutely. to come if she, if she became a As long as she shield. wears a T-shirt that says Nick Fury was right. <laughs> <laughs> There's a great special effect I had missed until this viewing, and this is about the fourth or fifth time I've seen the movie, but uh, when Coulson is you know evacuating all the guys and tells them to leave the cases... You can see the the smoke and the debris coming out of the air vents up on the roof. It's a really cool special oh, yeah. effect. Yeah. yeah, it just comes out in like the circular, almost a smoke ring. I this effect though, that's just awesome. You can feel that. Remember when we wondered if this facility was actually the raft <laughs> or, or the Triskelion? <laughs> or the Triskelion, yeah, yeah. And I think it yeah. works as a decent parallel, even if it's not used that way. They right. certainly got the look right. Just a crazy, like you, yeah, like you're saying, Jordan. Just a crazy effect. The whole, I mean, that's an immense amount of land that is collapsing in on itself. Um, and I, I just think it's really, it just sets the tone right off, right? Yeah. This is this is an extreme event that's going on. This is something big that is happening, and we've established it, you know, in the first, uh, you know, ten minutes. <laughs> I love that they use the negative sound effect that I guess was first kind of introduced to movies in uh, Django Fett's. Uh, bomb in Attack of the Clones, mm. and I love that effect. Yeah. That's just a really cool use of sound. I love this, Nick. This is a very Nick Fury thing to do. I'm gonna <laughs> jump out of the helicopter. <laughs> I mean, the guy's wielding a cosmic weapon. What does he do? He leans out of a helicopter with a with a 45 automatic and tries to take him out with that. You know, very Nick Fury, very uh, very balls out. You know, I love the helicopter crash. I mean, you still hear the blades, you know, flickering against the ground like that. Um, they didn't kind of go with the standard trope of every time something crashes, it explodes. <laughs> right. When uh, when Nick Fury's shooting at it with the gun, my dad goes, I think he's going to need a bigger weapon. And it took everything in me not to go, don't worry, by the end of the movie, he will. He's going to have a rocket launcher. And this opening with the credits coming up, it's just, it was great the, the way that, that they did that, not having the credits at the beginning, waiting until after this action sequence. Yep. And then you get that. I mean, there was applause Absolutely. In the when that came on. I just get a smile don't, on my don't face. Don't you? I just, it just the makes music, me The music, it just makes just me happy. I love the theme. The theme is awesome. It just makes me happy. This, there, scene, a, this scene with Black Widow is just fun. There's a great metal cover on YouTube of the Avengers theme that I just love to listen to. Um, and it's a very simple theme that they, that they, I don't even know who the composer is for the movie, but it's a very simple theme, but very effective and very memorable. You know, I wouldn't have picked ScarJo as Black Widow. Like, that wouldn't be my first choice. I think I would have gone maybe with somebody a little more older and more mature, but she freaking owns yeah. this role. I mean, she has just made it her own. And is incredible. I mean, just absolutely. I, mean, I, I love the uh, the scene when uh, infiltrating Hammer Industries. I also really preferred the curls in Iron Man Two, but that's a separate issue. Uh, but this scene in particular, yes, you have the great action scene of her taking down the whole room it, with like no effort at all. But it's not so much that; it's for interrogation skills. That like when she's on the phone in a few minutes, when she says, "Um, you know, I'm working. You know, this morning's giving me everything." 
know, and that pays off so big in the middle of the movie. Well, Whedon has a great ability to write setup without you ever realizing that that's what he's doing. Yeah. And uh, that, this is a great example of that. He's the master of the unexpected dialogue, right? I mean, in your head, you see like, oh, they're going to react this way, and they purposely react the other way. I mean, we'll see it coming up when, when Coulson dies, and, you know, uh, Cap goes on about how great he is, and, and you expect uh, Tony to agree, and he's like, no, he's, he was an idiot. And you're just like, what? <laughs> Getting back to what you guys were saying before, I cannot think of a miscast person in this whole movie. I think the cast is just solid all around. Even, I, I think probably the toughest sell for me was probably Chris Evans as Cap, but I mean, the Cap movie sold him on that you know, the character for me. Um, I just think all around this cast is strong. Mark Ruffalo as the Hulk is probably my favorite portrayal of Bruce Banner yet because he gets both aspects, you know. He finally is comfortable, or at least um, accepting of who he is, of what the Hulk is, and, like, focuses on controlling it and utilizing and directing it. Um, He's not tortured. He's not like, you know, oh, woe is me, constantly trying to, you know, uh, make up for what he's doing. He's 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 just like you know what? It's me and the other guy. What are you gonna do? Great action yeah. sequence here. Well choreographed. ScarJo looks great, and it's very believable action too. It's not like she's punching guys through right. walls or something. Yeah. There's only one scene. On the other yeah, end. I love yeah, that scene. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> great cut and shot. The backwards headbutt is the only one that you could tell like there was no connection made. But other than that, that, I that love scene the scene where she like the flip. You know, hits the floor and then goes back up. I'm like, how does she not crack her skull open in that in that move? But it's directed that way, you know, Jim, you mentioned about not not being a miscast person and about Chris Evans in particular, how how he owns that role. He absolutely does. I was thinking about that today actually when I was getting ready for this to record this. And I think back to a uh, behind-the-scenes or a making-of I saw years ago for Superman Returns, and it was particularly with Kevin Spacey. Or, you know what, let me dial it back. It was definitely Kevin Spacey, but it may not have been for Superman Returns. Um, but he was talking about how his job as an actor is to um, um, make, make you, the viewer, forget who he is and just believe in the character. And I thought back to that scene when I watched Superman Returns, and it's like, you know, I didn't see Lex Luthor. I saw Kevin Spacey. I watched this movie. Honestly, I see Tony Stark. I see Bruce Banner. I see, see Steve Rogers. I don't see Mark Ruffalo or um, Robert Downey Jr. Um, or Chris Evans. I, I see these heroes that I've read about for years. And uh, they did, you know, between their characterizations, the acting, story beats, I loved all six of these movies. Well, getting back to something you were saying before about Ruffalo, and you know, um, he's you know, kind of owns it, kind of thing, um, you know, has, has come to terms with it. He's also very world weary. You know, what I mean, he's been the Hulk for a while. You know, it isn't like uh, the Edward Norton or, Ed, or Eric Banner versions where it's like it's a new thing for him. He's come to terms with it, like you said. It's almost like the different stages of grief. You know, he's gotten to a point where he's not so much at peace with it, but is separate from it, and and kind of he has that world weariness in his performance, and it really comes across in this scene that we're about to see with him and right. ScarJo, um, especially when he uh, gives her that boo moment. I love that. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. It's been some time. It's been, it's been, I don't know how many years it was in The Incredible Hulk. It is at least one year since The Incredible Hulk, you know, in Harlem and, and Thor. 
because she'll say he hasn't had an incident over a year. Um, so it's been minimum one year since that since those two movies because they were concurrent, if you recall. Right. Yeah, and Stark Stark even says I, uh, it was around a year ago when basically people believed that gods existed when you know Thor came down. So again, that that kind of puts a little you know distance on it, and the fact that Stark was able to build an entire well, yeah. building. Um, you know, in in the middle of Manhattan, and he's managed so. to keep a girlfriend for at least a year too. <laughs> yep. Uh, um, now this scene, this scene that we're seeing here with with Banner and and Black Widow, w- this entire scene is what they showed us at Comic Con, which yeah. was really cool because again, we're at this point uh, seven months out from from the movie, so it was really cool to see this entire scene, you know, completely done. I'm pretty sure a buddy of mine rented this apartment in college. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I love the way, and I, and this is totally Whedon, no question, but the whole bit with the other guy, like referring to Hulk as, you know, he he even slips later on and says Hulk, and he the says other the other guy. I, I love that. I love that. He just keeps him, you know, at arm's length at all times, or tries to. My dad did not grasp that this was Dr. Bruce Banner because of that until later on in the movie. <laughs> you know, there's a little... um costuming choice that I caught um, probably on my second viewing actually in the theaters back in May. Um, did you notice that Banner does not wear a belt? No. Yeah. You, you'll no, see it, you'll see that, it very yeah. clearly on the helicarrier when he's not wearing his jacket, but you'll notice he does not wear a belt. Which, I'm like, that makes perfect sense. I mean, he'd have no problem breaking through it when he, if, he, if he changed, but why go through the trouble? He's a suspenders guy and anyway. They're, they're, he's not even more suspenders. They're probably stretchy anyway. <laughs> I do like his purple shirt. That's a nice, nice nod. Oh, that love that, love that. Where he's 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 you know flushing her out. Oh yeah, that that was great. I'm sorry, that was mean. Yeah, I mean, that, just the language. That was mean. And he's all and just that look, like uh, like oh geez, Chuck, sorry. And the look on her face, she has that subtle shake to it, like she's uh, about to soil herself. Um, yeah, that look in but, her eyes is definitely yeah, fear, and and that's not easy to do to her. No, and there's a couple right. other times where where she does it, and it's it, once it's genuine again, and then once when it's not, and it's just I, I really I, I think hats off. And there's a, there's a part with with Robert Downey too where there's a couple really solid for a superhero movie, some pretty solid acting going on. I mean, you could you know slough it off to be in capes and tights and whatnot, but. Um, I think there's some subtle things that that a couple of these these actors do that just really are are pretty remarkable. I'm not crazy about this. The idea that Shield has something yeah. to answer to, not that they shouldn't, which they, I'm sure they do, but it's like you know, Nick Fury is a top dog, and there's nobody higher than Nick Fury. What the heck? Yeah, but it's awesome to have powers booth. Well, there's that too. <laughs> Plus, Jenny Gutter. Yeah, you know, that was nice. I saw her. Like, you gotta be kidding me, really? Yeah, no doubt for right. Logan's run. And, and it's a way for American Werewolf in London. It's a way for Whedon to keep up his, you know, well-established beliefs that the man is the enemy. So even when he's working with the man in this movie, where Shield is the heroes, they still have a bigger power that is quote unquote a good guy that is maybe not your best friend. And Shield would never have uh, unleashed the atomic bomb that is, no, able, you know, that no, Stark you're right. is able to use to destroy everything. So it's kind of a foil to that in the third this act. This is pretty much the scene we saw at the end of Captain America. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, like just the fla- edited differently. I really like the flashbacks, not so much 
to Captain America, although those are nice. But the in-between, the finding him, frozen in the ice, all that. It was cool to see that. Yeah. I watched you while... I was present. I, I watched you while you were sleeping. <laughs> I mean, I was, I was present while you were I mean, unconscious. Present. While you were unconscious. <laughs> you know what? For as cool as Coulson's been for the four movies he was in, to have him have that scene with him to be like the idol worship was was such a departure and I thought added so much yeah. to his character in general that he's like he's cool he's in control he's collected but oh my gosh there's Steve Rogers I just wet myself yeah in this world where Tony Stark doesn't even phase him and he's not afraid to just stand up to him and tell him how, how it's gonna you be I want you to drool in the carpet um, while I watch Super Nanny <laughs> <laughs> exactly he's yeah, just totally he fanboy in uh, Cap's presence it is cool and and yeah. and then you have a uh, Black Widow in the opposite, very cool and collected. It's like, oh yes, yep, he's very proud. There's a lot of lines, like a lot of one lines throughout the whole movie, which again speaks to Whedon um, and his dialogue. You know, just well, I, I heard he re- rewrote the entire script that Zach Penn had started with, and basically just kept the story beats and ended up rewriting. That doesn't surprise me either. Himself. Well, they brought him in because they wanted him originally to work on the screenplay. And once he did the screenplay, he told them his idea for directing it and then was given the job right. to direct it. Because Marvel is smart. Has he been locked in for Avengers 2 yet? Yes, he has. Okay. Yep. As, as well as the S.H.I.E.L.D. TV show. He's he's locked in for everything until the end of 2015. He's like the head guy. Behind Kevin Feige. He's almost like the, the Favreau. Favreau, basically. I mean... Yeah, pretty much. I mean, is Kevin Feige still going to be um, the, the the Marvel creator? Oh, yeah. Course? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's basically, it goes from... Just grab another grab another uh, bag. Yep. Like it's nothing. Like it's a snack for the trip there. Should have left it in the water. Yep. Awesome line. And great cutaway to the water. Yeah. Yeah, nice yep. transition. I I think, and this is just me, and I said this too, I sound like a broken record, I think that the way this should have been edited was either this scene or the previous Cap scene should have been edited in after the first Black Widow scene, so we didn't have like two yeah. Black Widow scenes back to back. I think that would have broken it up a little nicer, but again, ungodly minor Well, that would nitpick. have been good, because Tom- um, when uh, Coulson was saying, I've got Stark, um, you know, and then go to right. Stark. It almost ruins the, the movie, thing with- but her shorts kind of bring it back. Yeah, I, 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 that's the way <laughs> maybe not minded. I wasn't crazy about the romance to begin with. I really, you know, kind of felt bad for John Favreau because he's supposed to be with her. With her. They have great chemistry, though. Yeah, they really do. But you're right, the shorts work. It's like two squirrels fighting over on <laughs> <laughs> I love the spinning ring. This was so cool. They've really... Um, uh, matured the the way he interacts with the armor and and what they're planning for Iron Man three. Oh, I cannot wait. Yeah, it's the perfect evolution, right? I mean, Tony is the ultimate. I'm gonna do whatever it takes to make my life as easy as possible, even if it's this crazy Rube Goldberg esque um, way yep. to put it uh, on and take yep. off armor. It's just well, it's you go you go Tony. through um um the new armor, the Mark Seven that he gets at the end. Um, I was reading an interview or some some something write up about about that, 
Uh, they wanted to take the training wheels off. If you notice in Iron Man 1 and Iron Man 2, the way he flies, he's got to use... And, and you remember how they were he developed them. The repulsors in his hands were meant to be stabilizers, and that's how he kind of steers. He's like, let's get him off. Get him flying. So that's why he's got the jet, the, the backpack now. The, the jet's coming out of his back. He's got you know basically full mobility in the air um, just as much as he was walking. So they've really matured the armor and his, his maneuverability. He's very confident. Um, he's not that he wasn't before, but... He, he he owns the air when he's in that suit. Ken, you're talking over the shorts. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it, it, to quote Joss Whedon himself, the triangle is ass. He doesn't like the triangle? It's all about the circle. Uh, yeah, yeah, he hates the triangle. Triangle's better. I mean, I get why they did the, the, the remake, the new thing, but they could have been a circle just about the triangle. The Legion of Dudes, your guide to shape-based arguments since 2012. <laughs> now, wait, you missed a great thing there. This is a life mild, mild decoy. So LMDs have now yes. been established in the Marvel movie universe. Oh, and he's Phil now, by the way. He's not a, His first name is Agent, yeah. And he's dating a cellist. He was dating a cellist. Then he died. Don't make me cry, Jordan. Don't, don't, don't do it. I love. I just gotta say, I love the uh, the production design of the computers in yeah. this whole movie. Just really well thought out, and just it looks like it all is of one piece. You know, even the you know the see through screens they have in the shield helicarrier are the same deal. I mean, it just it's just really. Uh, Really nice uh, production yeah. design, art direction with that. There, Jordan. There, Jordan. A... The other short scene. There we go. I want that desk that go. Tony's using to go in a room with Oren Ishii's table from uh, Kill Bill. <laughs> it's like the perfect extension of technology, right? You know, so many times in in movies, I think they try and expand on what they think it's going to be, and then you watch this five or ten years from now, and it's like, wow, we went in a completely you know, different there's, direction. There's the last four and... years of our life, right there. Exactly. But I think you'll be able to watch this in five years and it'll be still a, a bit ahead of the curve, um, you know, and, and, you know, maybe closer to 10 years. But it, but I like the fact that somebody watching this 10 years from now is going to be like, oh, my God, that's what they thought that technology yeah, was yeah. going to be like. Well, we're supposed to have a flying car now. Still don't have that. And flying hoverboards. Yeah. Well, not for another two, three years. Uh, the Jetsons was set in what, 1990? Uh, uh, 2065, I believe. Oh, okay. 100 years after the show premiered. I don't know why time. I know that. <laughs> Actually, I think I looked it up for a podcast once. I, I, that's from Iron Man 1, just be able to pick it up like that. Quinjet! It, yep. Watch, watch Coulson here as well. He will match every move Steve Rogers makes. He was doing his Captain America fan podcast. <laughs> now, he has this great line too in the scene at the end. You know, I think we can you know use a little yeah. old fashioned. It's just you know a very Whedon esque line, very very well put. And I don't know, like I hope they figure out some way to keep him around, either by you know prequel uh, episodes of Shield, or I mean, there are rumors he might be back as an. Yeah, LMD. I I really think he is an L. The one who died was the LMD. I hope so. He's a good character. I don't think it's a set deal. He's dead. Well, there's that too. <laughs> no body, no death, right? Yep. Speaking of old-fashioned, I could use a drink right about now. Watch this. 
Steve's arm up, his arm up. <laughs> yeah. I like the fact, too, that Steve is still trying to adjust with the whole man out of time thing. He's He he wears clothes that are evocative still of, like, the 40s and the 50s. The high yeah. pants, um, you know, the checkered, you know, button-up shirts. His haircut. Um, yeah, yeah, the hair, the jacket. You know, I, I like that. I, I think that's a nice touch. You know, and we we point this out with with all these movies, but I think this one in particular, it's the subtle things that really just make it a complete home run. It's it's all these little touches that, you know, most people aren't going to notice. But if you really, you know, you watch it multiple times, you really pay attention, you notice things like, you know, the score shifts, you know, where they homage all the other movies. I mean, you know, having to do the score of this movie must have been impossible because you're constantly having to shift into everybody's theme all the time seamlessly um, and make it work. And just little, you know, just the way that the sound effects all all are standard and, you know, just the way things bounce back and forth. Right, so now we're having a little communication back with the Tari leader with, uh, with Loki. I liked how the we, uh, how they uh, use the staff to uh, initiate this, and um, it kind of happens in his mind. This is yeah. I, I've talked about it before, but this is my least favorite scene in the movie by, you know, leaps and bounds. I mean, I love Alexis Denisov, especially now that I've seen Buffy and Angel in full. But wait, the character of the other just does not work for me. That's Alexis Denisov. Yeah, that's why I said Wesley oh, yeah. 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 Thanos and Loki dude. before. No, not Lawrence Wesley. No, not Lawrence. It's Wesley Wyndham yeah, Price. No, Lawrence yeah, Lawrence Lawrence is unfortunately Lawrence dead. dead. Yeah, yeah, he died a couple years ago. Yeah. I'm sorry. Okay. A heart defect, I believe. It's been a while since I've seen Angel. Yeah, the one thing I like about this scene is, and and all these scenes that take place in this in this uh, universe. Whenever you read the Marvel cosmic stuff, especially I've, I've recently been going back through and reading Infinity Gauntlet, and Jim, you, I'm sure you you'll you'll agree, is you always have these weird structures that are just, like, out in space. Like, Thanos will be on this weird rock in the middle of space and just kind of talking. And when I look at this scene, it just reminds me a lot of that Marvel Cosmic stuff where you have this rock-like structure in the middle of what looks like space that has no reason to really be in the middle of space acting like it is. Other than it looks really cool <laughs> and lets you exactly. know it's part of the Marvel Cosmic stuff. I'm pretty sure Whedon said he based that staircase directly on a Starlin design. Now, if you notice in the background there, that one of those giant uh, Chitauri worms was kind of flying in the in the background there as uh, he was pawing his face. Foreshadow. All right, we're about to come up to one of my, another one of my uh, personal favorite scenes here. And that's not just a scene, but a line. He's very proud. When uh when Cap and Bruce meet meet for the first time, yeah yeah. Seeing the Quinjet here and actually seeing three on screen, do we ever see when Loki's forces steal their Quinjet? Uh no, but they are Shield agents that have been um procured, acquired, absconded with. So no, we don't think we ever see them actually take one. I was just curious because I hadn't thought about it till I was watching it uh, again today earlier. No, I love that. She's just so yeah. nonchalant. Like you would think a female, um, you, you know, would see this good-looking, big, strapping superhero guy, and and you know, who's been frozen for seventy years, and be impressed or taken away. And she's just like, yep. yeah, whatever. Yeah. Hell, I would be. Here it comes. Yeah. 
Here we go. <laughs> now, in that last scene with Loki, he me- or maybe it's later on in one of those scenes in the in the subway, he mentions that Shield has many enemies, and that's where he got a lot of those guys. Right? Do we think it's AIM? Do we think it's uh, Current Hydra? Somebody else? It could be a lot. Just be uh, yes. yes, yes, yeah. There, there's no like visual. All of the above. Here we go. Here, here, here we go. My favorite, one of my favorite, favorite Bruce no. Banner lines right here. Maybe. Anytime now. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly what line you're referring oh, to. Oh, I was reading. This looks great in Blu-ray, by the way, I must say. Oh, no. This is much worse. <laughs> so the submarine's like, oh, yeah. no. This is much worse. Number 64. This came out way better than I, I thought it would. Like, I was really a little nervous about how they would pull this off, and it just fantastic. Oh, it looks fabulous, really. And like I said, I'm I'm new to Blu-ray, um, but this one's really showing off what what it can do. We love our first our first view of the uh, of the bridge. Yeah, is anybody playing? Not yet. <laughs> but it's that okay. guy. I it's that guy. I think you're right. Yeah. That guy's that playing guy right thermonuclear there. war. <laughs> Another great Steve Rod. Just just a moment. It's a touch. It does. It's a little simple thing. He just pulls the ten bucks out, and hands it to Fury, and that's it. Not a word spoken between them. Yep. Hey, Dad, that piece of set the right way there, that, that was at Comic-Con. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the way that that Banner, when he's walking up it, to those guards, he kind of turns and just kind of like hides himself. It's almost like you're in the you're in the lion's den and he's still being cautious and, and you know, not wanting to kind of show himself. I, I Again, I, I love that take on Banner. It's just it's just oh, very yeah. subtle yep. and just very well played. Awesome concept for the cloak. I mean, they could have, you know, totally gone, uh, you know, really cheese ball on it and had some kind of field generator. <laughs> Never says a word. You're right, Russ, and the effect doesn't look cheesy at all. It looks really, actually really cool. You know, I like, we, we, we didn't talk about it when it happened, but the way uh, uh, Black Widow talked to Banner saying how, well, we've never lost you. You know, we've been keeping track of you and keeping other interested parties off you. Like they, they, they always knew where he was. He was trying to lay low, stay away from from Ross. They kept they kept him away, but they knew right where he was when they needed him. Um, because as you said, Fury trusts him, and that's right there. It's like, you know, thanks for coming. You know, when you're done, you can go. That harkens, and that harkens back to the to the extra we saw on on the Thor Blu-ray where it was uh, uh Jasper Sitwell yeah. and um. And Colson sitting in the diner, and, and it turns out that the way they kept them off was um, having Stark go over there and just kind of dis, you know, disrupt yeah. Basically, basically that was explaining the um, that extra scene in uh, in Hulk. Yeah, here it is. Where do you find all these people? Shield has no shortage of enemies, Doctor. All they need to have is like a beehive in the background or something. You know, I I, I understand what people's thoughts were. How there was a lot of setup. There's a lot a lot of stuff going on. But I never had a problem with the pacing. And you think about it. Right after this scene, we're pretty much right no. at you know the big scene in Germany where they all get together and then Thor's there and then it's go. And then the whole second half of the movie is just battle, battle, battle. I I never once looked at my watch any of the times I saw this movie. No, you know, it does not feel like two hours and twenty minutes. 
And I'm so cool. glad they got, got an actor of Jeremy Renner, uh, Jeremy Renner's, um, caliber to play Hawkeye. Cause that is a, would have been, I imagine that would be one of the toughest roles to play. I mean, the rest of the guys, I mean, you know, the Hulk CG and, you know, Iron Man is mostly done in the suit and CG or whatever. And, you know, he doesn't really have any powers. He has to make a bow and arrow look like he can hang with a guy who can turn into a giant green, green Goliath and a guy who, you know, builds mecha for and fun. And boy, does he. Um, and he owns it. He totally owns it, and it's great, you know. Especially when, uh, when he's evil and he infiltrates Shield later, or the scene here, even you know, it shows why he's so effective and why he belongs on the team. And I was so happy they did that with Hawkeye. I thought it was weird too that you know Coulson says, "Oh, we have every you know tracking on every camera and every cell phone on the planet, or what have you," and that was like the big ethical dilemma at the end of the Dark Knight. Yeah, remember. Like, he had the same kind of technology, and he's like, this is too powerful. But here, it's just well, like, eh, and yeah, Here's a government agency that. has got it, as opposed to a private citizen. Yeah. I still maintain that that Egyptian relic in the middle of the room has to have some connection to Moon Knight. It might have been. Hey, it might have been. We saw the uh, original Human Torch in Cap. Why not here, too? Have something. Right. You guys with the Blu-rays might be able to catch details I can. I'm not sure, but... Uh, the arrow's dropping guys. Plus, we know from Hickman Shield series that... Uh, that's the original shield. Have they finished um, volume two yet? Last I, I think there's still stuck one on issue five. out. Yeah. yeah, unfortunately. All right, this device is creepy. And it, why the sensor itself is situated to accept this reader the, exactly as it's... Because you're what? He has this little device with a tripod and it nestles right into that reader. That in theory, someone's just supposed to look into. Don't question the cool tech. Just roll with it. It looks cool. I love My that. Wife's Boom. Like, My wife's like, I don't like that scene <laughs> when she he puts the thing over the eye. She's like, I don't like that. <laughs> Great musical cue here. The the whole thing is just well done. Nestles right into the. Now he is physically damaging this guy, right? He's not just scanning his eye, right? Yeah, I you took it as the probe into his eye to get right. A full scan yeah, yep, that's right what I thought. I'm gonna assume he's one of the 84 people killed. Yeah, exhausted. Oh my god! <laughs> I read a comment. Someone saying, "I hope they took out the bad adoption joke that he was murdered because he's adopted." I'm like, that wasn't the joke. It wasn't the joke at all. He was just disowning himself. He was just separating himself from Loki. He didn't kill them because he was adopted. That's like the people who got upset at Portal Two. Well, that's for Glados making the the adoption joke. She's the villain. Yep. Now this uh, this uh, street scene here is actually filmed in Cleveland at uh, Tower City Center in Little Germany. That's the Cleveland Terminal Tower that he's standing in front of. Nice. And again, perfect Loki. You know, just you know Hiddleston. Just again, somebody that just nails the role and just kind of came out of nowhere. I mean, when we were at Comic Con, he was like the big hit. I mean, everybody wanted to talk to him, and you had Chris Evans up there, you had Ruffalo up there, you had Cole, you had uh, um, uh, Clark, Gregg. Clark Gregg, yeah, and and everybody wanted to talk to Tom Hiddleston. <laughs> Ladies love him.
Yeah, I remember reading something in an interview with him, too. He was talking about how being in this movie, you know, it's like acting to the rafters, you know, like like doing theater, but just like, you know, playing, you know, playing it as big as possible, as broadly as possible. And he's, that's what really drew him to right. the role, was being able to well, do Loki, Like Shakespeare Loki in the is, Park? Loki is a diva. Yeah. yeah, he is. Giant, you know, we want everything, the pageant, the flowers, the whole nine yards. So this is Kenneth Tiger, who was the guy that played the werewolf on Barney Miller, if, oh, for those of yeah. you that remember Barney Miller. I have no problem with the suit. I like it. I think I'm the only one. In context with the rest of the team, no problem. I will be interested to see if they use this costume in, in Cap 2, how it holds up when he's the only superhero there. I would prefer something without a mask. I, I think the mask is the part that bothers me the most. I really don't think he has that much of a secret identity to speak of. Well, and, and after this movie, I mean, he's got the mask off for most of the big battle. Presumably, he doesn't need to protect it anymore. If you're paying Chris Evans all the money you're going to pay him, you don't want to see his face hidden. So that's, yeah. you know, that I think that's more of it than anything else. Good but, point. uh you know, and then it gets to selling toys, right? We know, just like they change Iron Man's costume once or twice a movie, they're going to change Cap's costume for the cat, next Cap movie, if for no other reason, just to be able to sell more toys. Yeah, they changed Thor's costume again for the second movie. Yeah. Yeah, this entrance yeah. is great, especially with the ACDC and everything. It's just oh, my God. Hilarious. Perfect. It's, it's Tony perfect. Stark in every way. Just that landing. Just the, the power. It's just awesome. Everything is guy lights it up. Ranger games, yeah. And this bit here, I, I missed it like the first time, and then I mean, I noticed it, but didn't really see how cool it was. Where you know, he's like Captain, Mister Stark. <laughs> yeah. I like how we've we the team has been has been building up and assembling. Pardon the pardon the pun. Um, you know, we start with just you know Fury, and then uh, Black Widow, then she gets gets Banner. Then we bring Stark in, and we get them together. Then we get Cap in there, and now we have the battle, and they're all together. Now Thor's going to show up right now, and boom, we have the team. We're we're ready to go. Amazing that it's four. It's going to be about forty three and a half or forty four minutes in before we ever see Thor outside of you know snapshots on yep. Stark's computer. But it doesn't feel like it. That's what's crazy. It just yeah. doesn't feel like. There's it. so much it, already. It there, feels you know? right. Plus, his entrance is awesome too. I mean, he lands. On top of the Quinn jet and oh, all the yeah. thunder and light. It's just it's like great. Pretty scared of the thunder? Not fond of what follows. Yeah. And I love the look. They're like, man, if this dude's not, not up with what's coming, this has got to be something pretty serious. 43 minutes, 45 seconds. This is really Hemsworth's year between this and uh, Cabin in the Woods. Mm-hmm. And doesn't Red Dawn come out later this year, too? I was going to say, I have two two words. Red Dawn. You know, the the team needs to form. The need, team needs to get, kind of get cohesion. Like, Tony's going to go off. Like, I, I have a plan. Attack. You have to have the classic scene where the, the, they well, fight yeah. each other, though. I mean, that's in every comic. Whenever two superheroes meet, there's always some sort of misunderstanding when they fight each other, and then they're all good. And, let, and let's not let that scene pass. I mean, we're we we have just seen the Marvel Trinity on screen at the same time. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's yeah. This is huge. This is a great moment. I love that yeah. line. 
There's only one God, ma'am, and I'm pretty sure he doesn't dress like that. I just love that. But, you know, I am a huge uh, opponent of the whole, oh, heroes get together, there's a misunderstanding, they have I, to fight. It 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 makes sense. It makes so much sense here. So So while they're fighting, if Loki didn't want to be caught, which we know he did, well, why, why why wouldn't he have just taken off right then and there while they were busy fighting? Exactly. The one thing I think Whedon did, and I don't, I you know, maybe it's a sound guy, maybe it was Whedon's influence that I think he did a better job than. Uh, oh, director of Thor, uh, Kevin, Kenneth Branagh. Yeah, thank you. Did is give that hammer some weight. I mean, when he drops that hammer, the sound is just like, you know, that was one of the complaints I had in Thor is at times that hammer didn't feel like Thor's hammer. And and there's many times in this movie when he drops it or throws it or it hits something. It just has that weight and it feels like it has that weight that that I think at times I didn't really see um, in, in Thor. It's funny, my wife, the only one she hasn't seen is Thor, and she was not lost at all. I, I think, you know, the other thing they did a good, really good job of is not derailing the whole movie, but giving you just enough to make you understand who these characters are, where they come from, and, you know, kind of a little bit of their backstory without beating you over the head with it. Plus, you get all this character stuff and all this background stuff with these two guys, and it's just broken up with this great humorous scene as Iron Man hits Thor, you know. Listen well, brother, you know. I'm listening. Yeah. <laughs> My one sister who had not seen Thor till after Avengers said she definitely likes uh, Avengers more after seeing Thor, though, because a lot of things she just did not understand, e- even things down to the he's adopted joke. Sure, sure. And uh, I forgot about Snow White and the Huntsman as well. He was in that. My wife will see any movie with Chris Hemsworth in it. Shakespeare in the park. Yeah. And to be fair, a lot of the dialogue between Thor and Loki does sound like that, so it's good that they pointed it out. Sure. Verily. <laughs> like you said, the hammer really has weight when he throws it there, I and mean, if it's enough to knock Tony off his feet in that far. I like when he brings the lightning. And you still have the six dots that you always have on Thor's armor, but this looks more like the Olivier Coipel, um design. You know what I mean? The version of this movie yeah. from, like, the Straczynski. Yeah. The um, Thor mini- 2 one looks really good. It's, it's more more like this, but also feels a little bit more medieval than alien or technolo- technological. And you get Doctor Who as Malekith. That's right. <laughs> Christopher Eccleston. What do you know? I love that. Again, you know, the master of the of the redirect, you know, Joss Whedon. You know, normally you'd think, oh, my God, he's overloaded his systems. He's going to fry nope. him. And, you know, nope, charge it up. 
Interesting to note that Iron Man apparently flies faster than Thor, since they both fly at each other, and it's Iron Man's momentum that carries them off. I think the weight, as much as I, the hammer isn't so much heavy as it's magical, so that no one can pick it up. Um, he's got all the armor. That's 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 giving him the edge. That's true, but I mean, Thor is bigger than him and is wearing armor as well. Not not like Tony's wearing armor. Yeah, I really like the way they show the the damage to Tony's armor as the fight goes on too. The, I mean, yeah, kind of. That's really a good uh, you know attention to detail there. And just the the rocket punches and the rocket kicks and stuff like that. I mean, it's just like it's all that cool Iron Man stuff. Oh, I love that using the boots to get out of the way real quick. The escape, yeah. Boom, rocket punch. And then of course Cap coming in. Yep. That was just awesome. Daddy's coming to break up the fight. All right. Worst line of the movie right here. Worst line of the movie. You want me to put the hammer? That's it. I thought that was just the worst line, worst delivery of the whole movie. I kind of like it. I don't know. It just didn't, it just didn't sound like Thor to me. I mean, it, it was a great scene. I love the hitting the hit, you know, hitting them with a hammer. Uh, and and the shield just deflecting the whole thing and and re- redirecting the whole blow as the vibranium should. Uh, again, you know, setup that we don't see as setup. You know, using the shield to redirect another guy's powers used here as setup, and then used uh, with Iron Man and and Cap later in the movie. Plus, you're showing how strong Cap's shield is for the first yeah. time that actually can do that. That, kind of that yeah, the scene with yeah. the Tony and Cap during the battle at the end. I just got this little chill of geek joy watching that. Just, just using using yeah. the shield to direct the bla- the uh, the repulsor in. Yeah, I remember some of this footage at Comic Con too, with um, the interrogation of Loki. Uh, sure. And Ruffalo, Ruffalo, and ScarJo watching on the monitor. They showed like a sizzle reel with a bunch of and stuff. Right there, there's a little clue. The way he sees yeah. banners, like up, oh, it's falling mm-hmm. into place. One minor geek nitpick I have about the hammer hitting the shield is when he hits it you hear the shield reverberating for like 10 seconds afterwards really heavy isn't vibranium supposed to absorb all vibrations yes so why could we hear it (laughs) that's that's my it's a vibranium alloy it's not made out of only vibranium Uh, it's made out of vibranium and some other metals so it's the adamantium that's vibrating okay gotcha as you can see (laughs) the 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 shield is not made of only vibranium the proportions of adamantium and vibranium, as well as unknown materials, are obviously what caused that sound. Clearly, you did not read Avengers number 276. Ant? Boot. Boot. I love it. I love at the end of this where he goes, well, let me know if, uh, what does he say? Let, let me know if real power wants a magazine. <laughs> I just yeah. love that line. And again, great balance, right? I mean, we just saw all the heroes, we saw Loki, now we come back and we we get a little more of Fury. So w- the editing job on this and just the way Whedon cut this together, I think, was just masterful to give everybody their fair shake and everybody just enough screen time where it's not too much and it's not too little. And I just, I think that was, if anything, going into this movie, I think that's what 
a lot of us were afraid of is just, you know, how do you take this many characters and balance this thing to where it's not heavily weighted more one way than the other? And I think Whedon just, just, you know, found whatever the formula, the secret sauce, whatever it was. And, and I think that's, that's one of the, the unsung, you know, great moments of this movie. Well, if anybody has uh, experience uh, directing a great ensemble cast, it's Joss Whedon, you know, and writing for an ensemble cast. I mean, all the years yeah. of Buffy, Firefly, and everything. I mean, there. I mean, you have, you know, like in Firefly, for instance, you have Mal Reynolds. But I mean, the supporting cast is just, just as important, and everybody got their chance to shine. So, I mean, I'm, de- I'm de- you know, those skills definitely come into play. Yeah, it's one thing. It's one thing to direct an ensemble, which, which we know Joss Whedon obviously has done and can do very, very well. It's another to do to when that ensemble is made up of five or six individual headliners. Each one of them not only can, but has been the central figure, central star of their own movies. And here you have to bring them all together. And as Russ said, give them all equal time. And the whole thing is just masterfully done. And I've said since day one with Iron Man, none of this would have been possible if they didn't have everybody's buying from the beginning of what this meant. It meant to do this series and getting... That was one of my favorite lines that we just had. His head is, is, is a box oh, full of cats. You can smell the you can crazy. smell crazy on him. Love that line. Which apparently was going to be set up for later in the movie. Hulk was going to find Loki by sniffing. And actually, you know, when he's at Avenger, or at Stark Tower, he was going to sniff the air and know where to find him. <laughs> no hard feelings, point break. Point break. <laughs> Watching, I caught it the first time, and they, they they made a point of putting the camera right on it when he slipped the bug onto the uh, onto the console, um, and then and then like snaps his fingers, you know, interlocks his fingers like that. It's oh, just yeah. so smooth. It, How does Fury even see these? It's exhausting. Sounds exhausting. Right. Another great line coming up with uh, between him and Banner. Of course, we're all we know what that's going to be. It's in the trailers. Although it's a different reading than it's in the trailer. Yeah. Different take. Well, the uh, we've got all the toys line was a different reading as well, too. Take. And it makes perfect sense that Stark and Banner would have this kind of talk that's coming up here, that they would that, and they end up bonding later. In well, the yeah, we'll have the beginning they, of the bromance. It makes total sense. They're both, they're both science geeks, you know. Beginning of the bromance right here. Finally, someone that speaks English. Is that what that was? Yep. Mm. Which, which, that Steve, like, trying to figure out what's going on, trying to follow the conversation. Is, is good enough, but when we get the flying monkey reference, it's like, oh, I got, I got that one. Oh yeah, <laughs> good, good catch on the no belt. By the way, I mean his pants aren't quite at Shane level, but he is compensating. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got the purple shirt instead of the purple pants. Yeah. He's just so happy that there's something he understands in this world. There's some reference that he's able to get. Galaga. <laughs> and I so hope that that's Eric O'Grady. Because that would be awesome. That would be awesome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the irredeemable ant right there. Gamma readings are consistent with the cube. I mean, more evidence of it just simply being cube energy or... The same source, same type.
Uh, last time I was in Brooklyn, I kind of broke it. <laughs> or Harlem. I broke Harlem. I love the Black Sabbath t-shirt, too. Oh, yeah. I like, I like what he's asking him, yeah, what, what's your secret? Yoga, big bag of weed, bongo drums. Is <laughs> everything a joke? Funny thing. Got a strut. It's like Tony just already knows and believes that, that Banner has control over, you know, total control over becoming the Hulk. I mean, because later he's like, tell Banner to suit up, you know? I mean, yeah. from this point on, it just seems like he already knows, he already knows Banner's secret that he has control over it. Yeah. I love his, you know, Banner doesn't want to get involved. Nope, 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 nope. Mommy and Daddy are fighting. And it's funny that, you know, Cap respects Banner's opinion at this point way more than Stark's. Like, he... And I think a lot of it just has to do with the fact that he knew Howard Stark, he respected Howard Stark, and he sees his son uh, not acting, in some ways like Howard Stark, but in general not being as, taking things as serious as, as Howard Stark probably would have. Well, in many ways, with Tony and, and Bruce, you have the two sides of Howard Stark, just separated. Right, yeah, yeah. I could not see... Um... Edward Norton playing this banner. No, not at all. Not at all. No, I was I'm never a huge... They, I'm glad they went with Ruffalo instead. I, I mean, I'm, I'm glad Norton came in and did whatever script doctoring or whatever he did, because I think it made Hulk a good, Incredible Hulk a good movie, but I never was a huge fan of his banner. He was a little too small, a little too tiny. I mean, you know, Banner's not exactly a big guy, but he just, I, I don't know, I just never never really bought him as Banner. Yeah, it's fu- funny about the, the two previous Hulk movies, and not that I like to talk about the first one, but in both, they always talked about how they went through great lengths to make sure, that, to make the Hulk look like the actor you know, who was Banner, because that's who he changed into, and neither one quite got it, but boy, did they get it here with Ruffalo. I mean, that Hulk, you can see Ruffalo in this Hulk. Oh, yeah, no doubt. And I love that he put they put just enough doubt into into Cap's mind that he's going to do a little digging on his own. And I love the fact that, you know, his old school methods of just Punching things. being stealthy, being the, yeah, being the soldier, um, you got the answer at the same time as these guys with all their crazy multi-billion dollar gadgets and all this, you know, crazy yeah, right equipment. At the same time. I like Tony's line when we talked over. It was like that—that's the guy my dad never shut up about. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, he says, you know, you'll suit up like the yep. rest of us, you know. And here, here, Tony, you know, extends like this friendship out to Bruce. I mean, they've both been affected by technology in in not so great ways, you know. Tony has the shrapnel by his heart, and you know, Bruce obviously with the Hulk, and he—I I don't know—I think it. it it seems like Tony has a real faith in, in Banner, you know? Like here where he tells him about reading about the accident, and, you know, that should have killed you, but it didn't. And, you know, it just seems like he has faith in, in Banner's ability more than Banner does. Yeah. He's starting to believe, I think Tony's really starting to believe that these guys can be a team and be a be a bigger force for good than 
any of them working separately. I mean, as much as he's chiding Cap and probably looks at him as, as a bit of an antique, I think he's he's starting to see that the, there's something Tony's here. Tony's the first one, and I think the only one of the non-Shield personnel who even know about the Avengers Initiative and what it could be and what it meant to be. So he's he's already thinking down that line. Like, this is what they're doing, and this is what they need to become. I know I left the Ark of the Covenant in here somewhere. <laughs> hey, it's Mirror's Edge. I can't remember here. Is this um the weapon he pulls out? Is it is it a modern weapon used made to be used to cube energy, or is it an actual recovered hydro weapon? I I took it as an actual recovered okay. hydro. Yeah, it looks weapon. like one for sure. They just glued a shield logo over the hydro logo, probably. I like, you notice how they haven't shaved. I mean, the power of the cube taking over. These guys haven't stopped working. Yeah. And here we get the uh, Natalie Portman explanation yep. as to why she's not. Well, we got Pepper. Why not her? I love it. Nice and subtle. Just, you know, again, if you've seen Thor and wondering what, you know, what's going on, just Same a great nod. When, uh, we probably talked about is like, you know, how much black magic did it take? Same idea. It's like quick line line. If you saw Thor, you know, you know what, what, what the deal is. Bifrost has not been fixed. Yep. Or rebuilt. I like that. You change everything around here. Not always for the good. You know, build I love snipe. Build snipe. <laughs> Big shot, pointy. Well, they are repulsive. <laughs> Reminds me of when Anya would talk about the dimension filled only with shrimp. <laughs> I'm filling in the backstory in case you didn't see Thor. When we last left our hero. And there's a couple of these uh, chalkboard scenes where they, you know, it's kind of fill in the blanks. And I can see that where it slows down, like your the scene with the Chitari earlier, the Jordan that you said was one of your least favorites. It's just there to, okay, let's quick spell it out, what's going on, and then we'll get back to the action. And it's really not, it wasn't the expository nature of the scene that bothered me. It was just, it just felt very Power Rangers-y. Yeah. I was going to say, it did look like the set from the Power Rangers. And as much as I really, really like Alexis Denisov in other things, I didn't like his performance as the other. It was just weird. Uh, this is a wonderful scene in every way. This is a fantastic scene. Just absolutely fantastic. Interesting that he changed when he was first captured. He changed back into the suit and uh, like the suit and tie and scarf. He did, but yeah. when, when I thought, yeah, he when, I thought he just let the um, the no, horns he, go when away. He and he still had when he when he raises his hands, yeah. in, um you know, his whole suit changes back to the 
Earthware. Oh, I and uh, now I, he goes back. I missed that. I thought he just let the horns fade away and all that. And he went back to what he's wearing now. You, you only see it for a second, but you can see the the wrist guards fading away. I'm not looking at his suit. Yeah, I think uh, that that shot was composited that way on purpose. <laughs> and uh, God bless you, Joss Whedon. I like this because we get, you know, those of us comic comic fans know Black Widow's origin is very convoluted, and you know it's 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 gotten even more intricate and involved as of recent time. But she just kind of shows up in Iron Man too, and I love it. It's just the perfect way to give her backstory and to give a little bit of what's going on, but also used to manipulate Loki, which is just fantastic. Right, there's like a kernel of truth in in what she's saying, you know, just enough truth to get him to expose what he's trying to. Right, like she, with the scene where she's yep. talked about, you know, how there's red in her ledger, and he's like, "Can you really erase that much red?" You know, yes, she's playing him, but yes, she's really feeling that as well, and she'll come back later to you know, reveal that to us as well. So this is honest, but she also knows how to use that honesty to get what she needs. This this part coming up here when. You see the look on her face, and obviously she's she's playing along well. But the fact that Whedon focuses on her, and we see this this crazy speech from Loki in the in the reflection on the glass, I thought was just a really cool way to composite that shot. I just I, I, that was just really cool. And according to Whedon, was actually kind of uh, inadvertent. The only way to get a close up of her in that scene was to shoot through the glass. That was just the way the the set was built, and uh, that gave him that great reflection. Yeah. Yeah, see, it's got the Hydra yeah, logo and the Hydra the, mask. The mask. I, I love it. He gets so riled up that he even yep. spits, like his spittle hits on the glass. I just thought that was awesome. And look at her. I mean, there's, and there's fear. There's disgust in her mind. But watch, you see her posture change. And and yep. that right there was probably one of the most sexist lines in American cinema that year that no one <laughs> knew about. That's right, Everyone yeah. overseas knew what it meant. There but, it is. Uh... Boom. And he's like, "What? What? What? what happens? Someone give me the cliff notes, please." <laughs> you got played, fool. I love that. Thank you for cooperation. Wait. wait. What? And then I was all like, "What?" <laughs> I, I think that that scene again shows off how how good of of an actress that that Scarjo really is. I think that that she showed a lot of range. Um, again, given given the role, I mean, putting it all in perspective. Now look at these two, these um, two sitting back. They've got one of the most powerful men on the planet in front of them, and they're like, "All right, we got this. We're good. Now you talk to us." And here's Steve with his. Sorry, what were you lying? Great line. I was pretty well removed. And this is the scene where I think we kind of see the the influence of Loki coming through his spear. You know what I mean? Yeah, they kind of when they kind of get at each other's throats, you get that weird tilting upside down shot, and Banner ends up with the spear in his hands, and he doesn't even know it. And here we find just how much the world has changed since Thor 
hilarious. Yeah, he said last year. I love this line. The world is filling up with people who can't be matched. So again, totally setting up for the fact that these aren't the only heroes right. that we're going to find well, out. We about. saw that from from the beginning in Iron Man during with uh, Nick's uh, scene at the end. You think you're the only superhero sure. in the world. And then again in Iron Man yeah. 2 when you see on the screens Wakanda and yes, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And we saw, we saw New Mexico, we saw New York, we saw Wakanda, we saw the Arctic. Uh, I think we saw the middle of the ocean, Atlantis possibly. Yeah. Yeah, middle of the ocean was definitely it's one. It's Aquaman. Wrong, wrong, wrong universe. It's, they're all the same. See, yeah. we that we're tracking shot now and then... It- yeah, it's definitely Brilliant. Loki's influence. Yeah, and it's, it's just shown in the in the direction. Not it, you're not spelling anything out. We know exactly what's going on. Though. I cannot imagine what that camera rig had to look like to be able to spin around like that without Being leaving seen, anything seen in shot. Lo- Loki is turning the world upside down. Yep. The only thing, the only complaint I have with that scene is as it drug on. It just really seemed like they were kind of hamming it up, like the yeah. arguments, especially Evans, the way, you know, the way they were just kind of talking. It was almost like it was forced. I love, no, I love that. I'm starting to want you to make. Take that off from what are you? Genius billionaire playboy philanthropist. I believe I just heard a sound cue in the background that sounded like a spear being taken off of a of a stand. I think I actually see more in his body hurt. language than picking it up. Like he doesn't have it yet. Watch. You'll see his shoulder move in such a way. You'll see him pick it up. I love this. Came from a bottle. And if anybody knows about like, stuff coming from a bottle, it's Tony Stark. Yeah. <laughs> Great uh, shot. All done practically. No special. Like, yeah, very Hawkeye thing like, to do. Archie shot. Like he knows what he's doing here. Petty and tiny. Tiny. I love that. I see Tony's kind of wiping his brow and it's almost, yeah, it's almost like, and I think, you know, we've seen where the scepter doesn't really affect Tony because of the, you know, because of the core. So I'm guessing. Right here you're talking about getting the gun in his mouth. That's actually a deleted scene on the Hulk Blu-ray. That's right. I forgot about that. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's also the scene that we have, uh, we see uh, Cap Rose in the ice. See there, he just picked it up. Okay, yeah, yeah, you're right. Right. And they both go for their guns. Yeah. Oh, I'm holding it? It's like, what? Now watch this, watch this. Look, they just found it. He's just found yeah. it. Right now, Banner is the only one who knows that they're going to Stark Tower. But he can't tell anybody. He'll lose the chance to tell tell anybody. 
I, I'm not afraid to hit an old man. But he's not going to have a chance to tell anybody. I although, wasn't even supposed to be here today. Although the moment when Tony realizes it, it's hilarious. It's it's so pitch perfect for Tony Stark. Yeah. So. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Put on the suit. Yeah. Marvel Comics cliche number seventy-two: If the Helicarrier is in the air, it must crash. Or at least yeah. almost crash. It must be threatened to crash, yes. Or have, yeah, I was going to say the threat of crashing, if not an actual crash. You save your actual crash for, like, your, your mini-event, you know, like your Civil War. You crash all the mini-carriers like you want, but the one that a hero's run, that one's got to, you know, at least have a shot at being saved. I would have felt disappointed if the helicarrier wasn't in a position where it would have uh, potentially crashed. It definitely would have seemed like a missed opportunity. Yeah. I mean, call it cliche, call it whatever you want. It's still, that's just the way it is. One of my disappointments, and this turns out that it was intentional, was I thought the Hulk, well, he should be, he's made, he's rage embodied, and he has very animalistic movements. They really went out of their way deliberately to mimic his movements of an ape, which I thought, for lack of a better word, demeaned like him a little bit more. Like right here, you'll see him as he kind of crawls off the off the off the grate. Later on, when he's uh, fighting Loki in Stark Tower, and he kind of does a the fist pump, fist bang on the on the ground before he goes after him. It, it was very much like an A, but that was a deliberate choice. Um, I found out later on. He's even got the really long arms. Yeah, that's I think, I think that's what threw yeah. me off too much. Was that. It certainly works well to their advantage, though, when he's jumping from building to building and such. Those larger arms give him more mobility and uh, more options. Even here. Now, I do, like, appreciate the difference between, like, right now and then later in the movie when he wants to change. He's fighting it. He doesn't want to change yet. He's not ready to change. But That look of sadness in his eyes right there. Yeah, yes. Yeah, that one glance at Scar Joe. It's like like he's saying to her, I'm sorry, because he knows what's going to happen next, and he can't stop it. And I think... because it was out of pain and injury that he, that's why he's having trouble right. controlling it. Like later when it's totally he up can to control him. control the Hulk because he's chose he, to he, change. Exactly, exactly. This was forced upon him. So, I, you know, that's why people are like, I don't understand why he's attacking her. And then later he's fine. It's like, well, one's about choice and one's about it being forced. Controlled explosion. Exactly. I yeah. love this. <laughs> is the yeah. sun coming up? He asked because he can't see out of one side of his face. <laughs> Put it on the left. I love I that's the, side he the can't detail see of the the steering wheel that the guy's using is like a digital um, pirate ship's wheel. It's got a wheel that actually yeah. rotates, or like Man a digital wheel that rotates. Repair spaceship for twenty minutes. If <laughs> <laughs> we hadn't seen, there's a great trailer on Honest Trailers about this movie, and it's it is pretty funny. I'll give it that. I got this. There's an app for that. I, I love this too because there's always a scene where they're like, oh, I need you to get over here and do this and this and this. And like, Cap gets over to the panel. It seems to run on some sort of. Well, you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Yeah. You know, it's like such an explosion of that <laughs> same trope. 
Yeah. Not as not only is he not a nuclear physicist, he's, you know, 70 years out of time. <laughs> he's still on he's well, is he pre-vacuum tube or no? There was vacuum tubes in World War II. Yeah, there's vacuum, no, there's vacuum tubes. They used vacuum, them on the yeah. Enigma cracker yeah. and stuff. And on the thing yeah. that made him Captain America. When they had all television analog back then controls too. and wheels and stuff. And punch cards. Could could this whole Hulk scene, not so much this, but then the fight with Thor been better? Could they have made it any better? I mean, they got everything so. right that down shot, to the Hulk. That shot right there. Oh. So cool. Right down to the Hulk, not only trying to pick up the hammer and failing, but pulling on it so hard that he is being pull- pushing himself down into the deck. Yep. Even even that little bit where where Hemsworth has his yeah. hand out, and you hear and you Dude. hear the the hammer Dude. making its way Dude, back to his every hand, bulkhead. and you know it's coming, and you know just that few seconds. Well, it's funny because when I first saw it and he held his hand out, I thought it was like a Joss Whedon like joke thing, like, "Oh crap, my hammer's not huh? coming." <laughs> And then there's and one then hit did. where he gets a, a very solid hit on the Hulk. He does that little Zack Snyder trick and puts in just a little bit of slow-mo. So you can see the intensity. It's coming up here in a little bit, but it's just really great. Like you said, Ken, I, I can't imagine it being any better than it was. I love that transition where we see Thor crash through the the carts and then Iron Man crashes through to come out into the into the middle of the turbine. Just awesome transition. These hangar shots were actually shot on the Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> so say we all. Here it comes. Here it is. I love the smile. Boom. Hammer? Hammer! What's meow meow? Boom! Right there. Is. Great slow-mo. That touch of slow-mo, <laughs> yeah, it just really sets it off. Yeah. It's like a boxing. It was like straight out of a boxing movie. Yeah. I love this. Here it comes. Oh, deck. Yeah. It would be bad. What happens if you drop Mjolnir off of the Empire State Building? (laughs) It would go through (laughs) everything. Man, I gotta tell you, when when I watched this for the first time, I think I just smiled for the entire, whatever it is, 20 minutes or whatever. <laughs> you just shot Marvin in the face. <laughs> Is she trying too hard? I mean, in her performance, she's trying too hard, right? I, I, I think don't get too close. Yeah. So what does he do? I, th- I think so. He's about yeah. as far out as he can get, and he's still too close. Like somebody open a window, leave a fly in here. <laughs> yeah, what there goes the Hulk and all knowledge of where the <laughs> track 
and I love that he's just so frantic, right? He's like, yeah. tr- you know, it's like, okay, I can't no, pull the canopy catch, off. Catch Fine, I'm just going to start ejects, tearing stuff does. up. He's like a dog chasing cars. He wouldn't know what to do if he caught it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I forget nothing. <laughs> that's that's a firefly shot right there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The handheld shot that, looking up into that, space. He's wearing the same armor. He still has that laser. I mean, it's nice that they, you know, kept that in there, used what we knew, and it was a good use of it, too. And ejected the core. Right. Yeah. Just like in. Yep. And ejected the core. You know, just. Yeah. Yeah. Was that the Wilhelm scream? I didn't notice. Ah! No, no. I think he said legalize it. <laughs> is it in this movie? I I can't remember. I regret nothing. <laughs> it's so. not in this movie as well as something I meant to bring up earlier. No one ever says Avengers Assemble. Does that bother anybody? Or are we glad that they're holding it for two? Yeah. I don't know. I think that might have been... I don't know. I guess it depends how you look at it. I suppose it. it'd be weirder for people and, in Europe seeing the movie Avengers Assemble and not hearing the phrase Avengers said, Assemble. If we lose one more, one more inch, inch and we go down, well, they lost one more engine, so. But if I keep tapping on this keyboard, I might get it going again. <laughs> See, look yep. at her. She's just kind of shaking. I just, I don't know. It just, but she knows she's right. got a job to do. It's awesome. Plus, it's Barton, and she wants to help him. Not that I'm a fan or anything, the way I've gone on and on about her performance, but. Yeah. My dad wanted to know, where have I seen her before? I was like, in pretty much every movie. <laughs> just not as a redhead. That's, well, she's been a redhead in a lot of movies. The very first time I saw her was just that long, lingering shot on her at the beginning of uh, Austin Translation. Will you ever not fall for that? <laughs> Trick ya. Honey, I'm home. Close quarters fight, two non non superpowered close quarters beings, fight here. You know, both at the top of their game. Yeah, and uh, yeah, get to show what they can do. And the heroes get together, have to fight. And just great use of the environment. I mean, it's not quite parkour, but it's using a lot of those elements. Yeah, yeah. There's plenty of holes in this movie. With someone Whoops. posted once about uh. If it was that easy for him to just bounce, uh, burst out of the cell, why didn't he? Well, it wasn't that easy. He did everything he could and finally was able to get out of it. How about this gun? There he is. Destroyer gun. He even says the Devastator. The Destroyer, yeah. Same sound effect, same design. The sound exactly. of it is just yep. oh, so good. And that little bit of destroyer tech there in the barrel. Oh, Joss Whedon. R.I.P. Maybe, although he he swears up and down Kevin Feige made him do it. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, he said that the only condition was is that he'd have to publicly say it wasn't Joss that that had him killed off. Because <laughs> he says, "You know what's going to happen when I do this? They're all going to blame me." I like Coulson's character in uh, in Iron Man One, um, but it was, obviously Iron Man Two sold it for me for for what he what he was. But yeah, boy, what a great addition he is! What a great character he is! Yeah. That's why he has to come back. He just he just has to. <laughs> Recalibration of the cranium. Air pulling and biting. That hit you really hard. Yeah. Yes. And then punch you in the face. Wait, what do you call her? Oh, Natasha. I thought I said Nat or something. Yeah, okay. Natasha. 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 I thought this was pretty well done. I like this this little prison falling bit. He's a leaf on the And then the again wind. with the hammer. Yes. The sound, I mean, just, you know, the, the sound that they make the hammer, you know, give the hammer as he's, you know, falling and everything. Love this line here. It's in your nature. You lack conviction. <laughs> nice. Loki should stop monologuing. It's like, dude, every time you start monologuing, somebody beats your ass. Reminds me of, uh, it reminds me very much of the uh, a certain scene from Breaking Bad where one character tells another, shut the F up and let me die in peace. Exactly, yeah. There's a shield logo in the middle of that rotor. They really like to brand things. <laughs> Just in case they lose it and I, they need someone to return it, they know exactly where to bring it. Yeah, I I think at the very beginning when they showed those SUVs, been, yeah. instead of like the Cadillac logo or the Ford logo, I think it was a shield logo on the back of the car. Nice. Oh, crap. Built shield tough. I love this is like, oh, no. It's like he's got a pinball machine or something. <laughs> yeah. I, kind of I love the and... sputtering. Yeah. <laughs> That's not a good sound. Hello, Dr. Horror. Message for you, sir. The god rabbited. I thought he said the guy rabbited. He says the god rabbited. <laughs> yeah, I know. I noticed that too. I'm watching it with subtitles, and he said the god rabbited. Yep. 
called to set up a glorious third act. Yes. So what do you guys think about the rumors that he's going to be the Vision? I think that's a little too eh. far. I think it's about yeah. a step too far. I think he's either going to be LMD or he was never dead. Yeah. Or maybe he'll just come back and they won't explain it for a while. Yeah, that'd be funny. And, you know, for being a big summer blockbuster full of action and a lot of great action sequences we've talked about, yep. these these quieter moments, these character moments, they're really what sells the film, Where, I think. You know, we get the story of what the Avengers initiative really is meant to be. Those cards yeah. are no longer in near mint condition. Oh, really? <laughs> they announced today that they will actually be making those cards now. <laughs> yes. Yeah. With... Bloody or non-bloody variants? No, I didn't read the article. The The title made a joke about with blood smears, but that could have been a joke. I don't actually know. No, I saw they showed. Uh, I went to the website where they or have it or whatever, and they showed the two images. Oh, very nice. It should be like one out of every one million packs has blood splatters. If you find that one, it's like a golden ticket. <laughs> when a walk on spot on Avengers 2. That is a very snug blue t-shirt. Indeed. <laughs> they were actually supposed to CG on the cap shoot, but they just forgot. <laughs> they ran out of money. <laughs> <laughs> How come his chest isn't glowing now? Low on power? Yeah, I noticed that last night when I when I watched this. Yeah, I I noticed that too. And then when they show him in the next scene, it's glowing. Could just be the lighting in the room too. Do you guys know, do they use an actual physical element beneath his shirt to do that? Or is it all added digitally later? Uh, Given the way it looks, I I would think they just, they strap that on his chest. Because it looks... it, this scene, this that, scene is fun. With it looks like right it's here. poking. You know, the the light is coming through the shirt. Right, like right. It's There's a good amount of diffusion. Oh, and Harry oh, yeah. Dean Stanton. Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. Harry Dean Stanton from two of my favorite movies of all time: the original Alien and Repo Man. I love the deleted scene for this where he says, so are you a big guy that gets smaller yeah, or a little it. guy that gets really big? <laughs> <laughs> I need to watch the target this I got too. Just how effective could he possibly be as a security guard? <laughs> He'd break a finger trying to dial the phone. 
He was the first one to die on the Nostromo after uh, after John Hurd. I love this scene here where they have like the weird distorted colors to kind of uh, convey that he's you know overcoming his conditioning. That's because they're actually deleted scenes from Marie Antoinette. It is nice how it fades out, though. Reminds me of Dollhouse. Or Born. True, yeah. Born Legacy. Yeah, how w- weird would have been if fun. Edward Norton was still the Hulk, that. and then you had the two of them in this movie, and then in that movie. <laughs> Somehow between the time that she knocked him out and came back, she was able to reapply her makeup and looks Fabulous. I like the uh, gesture of trust here she has by taking his bon- you know, his uh, gauntlets off. Yeah. There. Sorry. that close to being yeah I thought this was a really cool distinction you know he makes a point of saying look you're a spy not a soldier you know wh- wh- why do you want to do this I thought that was really cool to to point that out because we know from the comics that she's definitely more I mean you know obviously floats back and forth between more line but I think when she's done really well in the comics is when they focus on the spy aspect of, of her yeah, character I forgot that Jeremy Renner had a, had a uh, stint on Angel too yeah, well not a stint he was in one episode but still I know it's not a stint yeah yeah <laughs> he was in one episode very whiny and with a really bad goatee exactly that's where I was going Making him a Whedon alum. Yeah. This scene here, it, t- towards the end, I think really shows off Robert Downey. It, it, again, just a fine moment when, when coming up here when when Cap tells him, you know, something about being a soldier, and he looks at him and he's almost got tears in his eyes, and he says, "We are not soldiers." I was just like, I mean, it, it just it was. That just blew me away. I mean, just the look on his face and the intensity. Right there. Just so, you know, nice dichotomy. I mean, Rogers is just calm, cool, and collected. He's like, look... I know the situation the way it is. This is how it is. And yeah. Football and demons. 
<laughs> I love that. Yeah. <laughs> so he's got it figured out. Dr. Selvig has set up the Dalek on top of Stark Tower. <laughs> now, I was reading that they, because of their limited yes, schedule did. being able to shoot in New York, that they created the entire island of Manhattan digitally. Um, to film these sequences in the end of this movie, which is astounding when you think about it, but it looks great. I mean, it looks realistic. Yeah, they had guys everywhere walking, you know, almost like the Google car roaming around, taking yeah. pictures and, and getting things set just right. I love the suiting up scene here, you know, grinding the grinding the kinks out of the armor, Thor bringing down the lightning. Black Widow stingers, which thankfully were shrunk down to a non-ridiculous size like they were in Iron Man 2. I was like, wow, the, those... She does. She uses them oh, in yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's a there's a couple times where she's on the back of one of those Chitauri. Son, and, uh... just don't. Oh, love that line. Love it. Worthy. <laughs> Does Nick Fury look like a... Say what again? I think I can. I think I can. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you're right, Jordan. Exterminate. <laughs> Exterminate. Yeah, barely making it. That's okay. His armor's still weight. beat up from the fight before. She. She. But yeah, I think I started saying before, I don't think I finished my thoughts. They've been working nonstop, hasn't slept, hasn't eaten. Yeah. See the stubble on his face. He's just obsessed with this. Meanwhile, Hawkeye's, you know, nice clean shaving. He's like, I'm good, man. That's a soldier in him, though, though. That's a discipline. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty soon, um, coming up here is my favorite uh, bit of dialogue in the entire movie. The exchange between Tony and Loki here. Not a great plan. Actually, I intended to threaten you. <laughs> of course, he has to go quickly grab his Colin Tonte uh, bracelets. Yeah. And make it. But that's, that's his ruse. He, he really needs to get to the bracelets, which are on the bar. And he has to make himself a drink. Without the... It is. Sure it is, Ken. <laughs> <laughs> you keep telling yourself that, buddy. Denial is enabling, okay? Interesting, Loki is using his Asgardian dress, but he's using the short form of the uh, spear. No glow again in this scene, by the way. Yeah, Although you so. can see the impression of the device on his shirt. Yeah. Big guy. He's big fella. It was a long day. They ran the batteries ran out. <laughs> Hands 
original throne. I love how he tells him, like, there's no, there's no escape from you for this. There's nothing, you know, what is it you, you plan to accomplish here? Because, you, you know, you're not going to get it. Yeah, I remember the second time I watched the movie. Here we are. We are an <laughs> hour and forty an minutes in. There are still forty minutes left of this movie, and we are ju- we are about to start the final fight. It's a, it's, it's right up there with Helm's Deep in terms of a nice long fight scene. I like I like how the since you know the the yeah yeah chest pieces in the way that he's just hitting metal. He's not actually getting skin. He can't actually get infected by the by the scepter. And he's falling to his death. Uh-uh. It's not falling, Ken. It's fl- it, it's not flying. It's falling. Track the bracelets. Hook on. Yeah. Good thing you had a fast scanner because I've worked retail and sometimes you have to do those two or three times. <laughs> Yeah, he'll go cool off with some PBR. His name is Phil. (laughs) Another one of my favorite parts coming up here. Again, attention to detail. He's in his his mode right now, and as soon as he sees them coming through, the, the, the HUD flips over to like a battle mode, and I just thought that was awesome. Just Just incredible attention to detail. This was really, this is my favorite 3D effect in the movie in the theater, too. Uh, the portal in the sky. And I remember the months of uh, of uh, speculation as to what these aliens were. Were they scrolls? Were they dead-ass guardians? You know. I don't know how I didn't see a Stark logo and not see the Avengers A in it until the very end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is like the only real set of New York right here is that bridge and this whole scene here. Yeah. There's a couple of them that are it's like that where you get that they made. perspective. The same... Same bridge, isn't it? Oh, is the Cleveland still here? No, it's the bridge at the very end when they're breaking up. This no, no, I know. I thought Cleveland. that's what this was meant to be, though. I thought this was the same No, the, cl- the bridge they use is in Central Park. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I was reading they only had like two or three days in New York to film. So, I mean, they had to make their own New York everywhere else. If you don't knock it off, I'm going to tell mom. <laughs> you know I'm pissed because I got my sleeves on. <laughs> the suit looks so much better with the sleeves. Yeah, but I could totally get from a... Oh, it's got to be hot as all com- get out. Well, you know, when when they when they filmed the first Thor movie, um, they fitted him for the costume, and he went and worked out so much that the circulation on his hands was cutting off because his his arms got so big, the suit fit so tight, it was literally cutting the circulation off on his wow. hands. He had to actually go on a... Yeah, he had to actually go for a couple weeks and, and slim himself back down in order to fit the suit Why didn't right. they just make bigger sleeves? Seems like it would be less work. 
Yeah, too much. I mean, I imagine they have to do that months and to fabricate and replicate. Right now, they're still they're not quite else. the team yet. They should be. At least they're all working for the same goal, but they're not quite there yet. That moment, though, oh, yeah. Considering how, considering how many characters are in play, how many different things are going on here, um, I, I, you really have to hand it to Joss Whedon for not letting it get cluttered or chaotic. You can, you know, where all the characters are in relation to one. You know, after we get to the big scene where they're all they're formed as they're they're a full team, uh, you know the back to back circles that we know from the trailer. That's an amazing shot. But you the 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 battle scenes that follow that it's such a, you know, it's almost like a harmony. I mean, everybody's doing their piece, everybody's doing their part, and the battle is just they're just everybody knows their place, and it just happens. It, it is, it is right. It is the money it's superhero shot. porn, <laughs> and that circle shot is is the money shot. Remember that point when you know you're well and truly f. <laughs> <laughs> That's it right there. The I do bias. think it would have been cool if that was the Midgard serpent. Oh my gosh! Yeah, you're right. But imagine when they eventually do get around to the Midgard Serpent, they're gonna yeah. have to top this. Or Fin Fang Foom. <laughs> yeah. What's awesome with this is, okay, you get this huge thing that comes in, right? This this un- unbelievable obstacle that they've got to overcome. And then what do they do after they defeat it? They completely double down, and like five more of those things come <laughs> come through. So it's just like, I, I love that they just kept upping the ante with this fight. Like I said, he has total confidence in Banner, even more so than Banner seems to. Yeah. And I like how the um, the Leviathans are also troop carriers. It kind of reminds me of the dropships in Halo. Yeah. This was a moment. Yeah. That was a moment, again, where I kind of almost lost it, like the ScarJo moment with him, where I was like, if she's really caving in, and the but same thing here, if Loki's really caving in and seeing the error of his ways, I'm going to really call BS on that. And the fact that, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when he doesn't, I'm like, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. <laughs> See, aliens fly on jet skis. That knife reminds me of the Assassin's Creed logo. Yeah. This is a good a cool yeah. scene. Just fun with him and the cops, Captain America. Well, yeah, yeah I'm talking when it gets with the cops. Yeah. Here. Captain, it would be my extreme pleasure. I love it. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is this where they have the line uh, coming up about line. Budapest too? Yeah, well, that's when I love that line. You and I remember Budapest very differently. Very differently. <laughs> I love that arrow. I love that. Yeah. The scene here with Cap on the bus, one of the best action scenes yep. in the whole movie. Just and it shows the dyna- dynamism in the acrobatics of Cap. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Ha, <laughs> 
His reading is just so perfect on Yo. that line. That's a cool that that parkour there. Just good that, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. This scene with the cop. Hey, he's working for Black Widow and her Glocks. Yeah, let's shoot at him. That'll work. She's got shield branded bullets. Come on now. <laughs> Again, the mask bothers me. I think it's. The, I think it might be the wings, because if they had the real wings on there, that wouldn't look right either. I actually think it's almost it's the just, part where his ears for jet me, it's out. The soft part of the neck. Yeah. It's, yeah. It, oh, that's yeah. a good point. It's just odd, but but again, functional. It makes sense in a in a in battle conditions that you would wear something that would protect your melon. So. Oh, it does. Okay, I know it's about the eighth time I've said this, but I've said this, but this looks great on Blu-ray. <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, yeah, I got you. And what an awesome way to use Hawkeye's arrows. See, there was the 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 stingers, Ken. Um, I don't think we've seen that in the comics before, where he's had that kind of a mechanism, but it it completely makes sense. Like ammo, he wants. To yeah, use. yeah. I mean. Yeah, Jim. To uh, to rebut your Blu-ray comment, this movie looks fantastic on standard definition iTunes uh, rental. Here we come. <laughs> yeah, this would look great on VHS. Yeah. Looking at that scene there, where where Hawkeye's got the you know twist in the tops on the he arrows, is. he's recovering them. I think he's recovering his arrows. It, it almost makes it seem them. like he's he's pulling the arrows out of the dead guys oh, yeah. to put them back in. Yeah, yeah. Which I thought was awesome. Again, another little this, touch. This this scene was a surprise and a showstopper, I think, for a lot of people, myself included. You know, of, of all the scenes here that I wanted to see, I wanted to see the beats, I didn't expect this, and I don't think there's yeah. any scenes that please me more than this one. Yeah. This is definitely the big scene that everyone has referred to in the movie, too. I'm always angry. I don't see how this is a party. It was awesome because it's almost like a reinterpretation of how you think of Banner. Such a good job. And I hate shirts. Yeah, the armor breaking off, and now you got the soft spot, put the missile the in. Crunch. And then the popping. Like okay. Yeah, oh, it's such a good theme, like we said earlier. The theme rises up. Simple, but you know, so effective. Tari just screaming. Oh. I'm glad we didn't have to smell that. Still getting chills. The money shot. shot. This yep. is the fifth time I see this. I've seen this, and I swear, I swear, my the hair on my arm. Oh, counting trailers, it's got to be like the hundredth time I've seen it, and yeah, it still like, makes my arm. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah you're going to boys. Here you go. Here's two more. It's, it's, yeah. Call a cap. Boom. All right. Yeah. I love that. You know, again, Stark is like, okay, I, this man is a battle commander and I'm, 
I'm going to yep. cede to his judgment instead of typical Tony of I'm going to do things my way. Pucker up, Legolas. <laughs> and it shows Captain nope. America as the leader, too, and not just the super soldier. Smash. Love that grin. Yeah. And just him going crazy. I mean, people, when I saw this in the theater, were just going nuts. My wife just didn't stop laughing, the physics, I think. The physics is just real. Like, when he, he's jumping from building to building, the inertia is still pulling him down. They really yeah. did a great job of modeling this. Yeah. Right. In the Ang Lee version, it just looked like he was weightless. Oh, yeah. You, know, you just jump off for yeah. miles. And this is and the jumping for miles is definitely a comic book... Um, it's just it's true to the comic, but no, realistically, it doesn't look right to him. So this this really feels right. He can jump high, he can jump fast, he's strong, but he does have his limits, right. and limited by the by the physics of him of himself. The council's pissed. Must be Tuesday. What else is new, <laughs> sir? I'm pretty sure I left the oven on before I left. <laughs> Shooting with that look and never gets yeah. old. The no luck. Awesome. Awesome. Yep. The thermite arrow. <laughs> Hawkeye plays a lot of Skyrim. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a like, oh boy, All like, these guys annoyed to be, by this. Uh, adventures like you. <laughs> yeah. I love how the little parts of his display look, uh, you know, and, change as the thing goes on too. Like, yeah, just the way Iron Man is. I love Hulk. The way Iron Man is, it it lends itself to using that, you know, in the helmet view his face. Like with Spider-Man, okay, like, you talk with Cap. You want to see his face, you got to you pay the money. Let's see the actor. And we always get frustrated when Spider-Man takes his mask off. Tony, Iron Man is the best of both worlds. You can have his mask on the whole time, but you still get to see his face. Yep. You know, yep. you can see Stinger here. Again? Well, either Stinger or grabbing I mean, the wires still, in the back of his human. mask. She's not a superhero. She's like, we got to end this. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Again, the spy. You know, it's it's not a it's not about you know the big gun. I <laughs> tell you, I'm looking forward. Yeah, exactly. Yes, exactly. I'm looking forward to Iron Man three as much for Iron Man as for War Machine. Exactly. Due to Rhodey. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Be on, it's right. I forgot about him. Yeah. At least for part yeah. of it, yeah. Which totally makes sense with the direction they took him in the second movie. He's Uncle Sam's lapdog. That's one way to control a slide. Sled. This is what I'm talking about, this harmony. You know, you everybody's working in conjunction. Everybody got their job. They're all working, doing their job. This Boom! is incredible. 
here. Right here, right here. Keep tracking with Tony. Awesome. Break off Boom. and we'll see uh, Oh, I just squealed with glee when I saw that in the theater for the first time. You're right, yeah. They wanted to add that in. That's the only CG cap they did in the whole movie, and it was because they wanted that. They wanted the single shot, that one tracking shot where they didn't have to break. The the piece of armor slams it in and then uses the lightning to drive it in and electrocuting the the Leviathan until it crashes. And, of course, and Hulk has to finish off the fight from earlier. And then the great juxtapositional payoff. I don't know if any of you guys have listened to the commentary uh, yet, the, the actual Whedon commentary, but uh, he he makes a point really? that uh, he he loves knocking yeah. Asgardians off screen. Oh, because there's like three or yeah. four times in the movie where either Loki or Thor gets hit by somebody and they just fly off yeah. screen. Your son has good yeah. taste. You're right. It's funny with, though. Uh, Thor, with uh, when Iron Man comes to snatch his Thor by two, he knocks him off screen. Yep. Yeah. But they, the whole—I mean, the, the, every time I saw it in the movie, the theater just elapted, erupted in laughter with with that with that scene. I mean, that and the in the the Hulk Loki scene, it just—I mean, people laughed and laughed and laughed. The uh, Chitari rifles remind me of the Tusken Raider weapons, which the name of which I'm blanking on at the moment. Gaffy sticks. Gaffy sticks. Thank you. Again, power. Uh, For some awesome. reason, I want to say scafidi, but that's the scafidi doctrine. That's a medical malpractice jokes for everybody out there. Yeah, for some reason the Chitari just gave me a big Covenant vibe. Um, I think maybe the weapons, definitely the you know the, the dropship aspect thing, and I don't know. Yeah, at least they didn't have the grunt voices. Here's the waitress that's in the deleted scene. She's cute. I've seen her in things before. I, I can't think of what they were off the top of my head, but got a good look. <laughs> That's a very Jules line. Yeah. Although I think it's Jules would have said it was a very, a very effed up decision, but... Revenge out on Loki. Yeah. Greatest double reversal in this movie, probably. <laughs> he's got him. He doesn't. He's got him. Bang. Now look on Loki's face like, oh, please. And that's where the other two letters get knocked off. There's my eighth scene. I don't like. <laughs> and again, a scene in, in the theater. This, well, this the scene here. <laughs> you know, Hulk's reaction to Loki's attempt to monologue always got cheers and 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 you know right. screams of laughter. The cat toy scene here, to the point where most people didn't even get to hear Hulk's one uh, line. Oh yeah, no, I didn't hear it any time I saw it in the theater. Puny god, yeah, that little that little little whine. Ladies I love you. I'm going to rest here for a while. <laughs> Yes. 
True. So under that logic, the Tesseract can't tickle itself either. Fun science fact. Ooh. I like how, as we're having this conversation, you see behind Selvig, um, you know, still Architari fighters flying by. This seems good in 3D with the, um... Apparently the new armor, it's not a one-off. He can keep firing it, because uh, he didn't have to take the core on that one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, at first I was like, wait, he didn't eject... Oh, yeah, oh, new armor. the whale, yeah. That's right up there also with uh, with Thor, don't forget, too. Awesome. Right through the... This is a Men in Black moment right here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is we are farmers in the background. Like every dun, 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 movie dun, dun, has dun, dun, everybody yeah. everything seems like all hope has been lost. You know, every everybody's been captured or at their lowest they could be in this fight. Yeah. Love the I scene still with say Hawkeye. if I could only this is the coolest talk I've seen in the movie. Just for mm-hmm. just to be clear, Mythbusters did that and uh that's not possible. Well, Break your arms. Yeah, you can't. You can't embed it enough. To no, hold you can't. Your, hold your you don't have enough velocity to propel the thing forward. Isn't that what it is? I still say, if I could only have one piece of technology from the Avengers movie universe, Whoever. it would be. Uh, I forget the word for it, but the thing that holds his arrows—that's just awesome. The quiver. This quiver, right yes, here. This would have been a great way to show Maria Hill the way we, we comic book guys would know her. To make it be a little more obvious, a little obvious, if she was the one who actually ordered the decoy flight or the second airplane to go off. Right now, it's just very clear she was like, you know, trying to alert Fury what was going on. Yeah. But if it is something where she was kind of signaling the the decoy or signaling the second flight to be the one to follow the council's orders, that would have been more in line with the Maria Hill that we know, you know, following the orders of the of the higher up. Or, or even better, acknowledging the fact that when they said Fury's no longer in command. That was the other thing I noticed with this is, you know, normally that would like be the big tension moment in a movie. Like, when are they going to yeah. fire the nuke? When are they going to fire the nuke? And to me, it was just like, boom, already done. It's on its way. <laughs> you know, it's just they, they set it up and, and let it loose, you know, that Fired 35 minutes ago. This scene works very well in the movie, but they used it a lot in marketing, like on like the Today Show yeah. or something. It does not work outside of context. The music seems weird. Everything about it just seems off. Like I said, very cool in the movie. Doesn't work outside. Yeah. There's a there's a funny bit on the gag reel <laughs> with that slow-mo scene where they toss Thor's hammer from off screen and he doesn't catch it right and he's bobbling it and stuff. It's, it's pretty funny. In that same scene, though, Russ, if you notice, uh, Chris Evans totally catches Cap's shield on his arm by the straps. Yeah. Which is pretty amazing in itself. 
I like that scene when Stark stops and he's like right in front yeah. of the bridge, and you see the the hand and foot repulsors come out, and then the you know the the back repulse it, it flop out like that. I just that's just a cool, cool straight on shot. A rare profile shot for Stark inside the helmet there. Yeah. Let's see. You can see Pepper's face. It's all in two days, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I guess it would have to be. You have the knight in yeah. Stuttgart and uh, the two days on either side. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Although it might India. be three because assembling the team in the beginning, like you got to fly Banner in from uh, Calcutta. I love that with the, the jets on the front of the armor, the jets on the back of the armor. Right. right. Oh, and you know what he... it is? The movie starts at night, too. So it's yeah. two nights and two days. Yep, a little bit. <laughs> like that, almost like a little grin on Fury's face. Like he knows it. it the his plan came together. It worked. Oh, okay. Must be an iPhone. Where the hell am I? They said there'd be a map on this thing. You can't. You can't cup it. You can't. You can't. <laughs> iOS six. They're drones. They're all drones. They're not. This was the like part high, I was. It's a hive mind. It's a hive mentality. I, I was like, yeah, I was. Yeah, Queen I was like. Effect. I was like, eh. Yeah. That's the only thing I kind of had a bit of an issue with because it's like, okay, that's been way overdone. I love how the gravity is going to grab uh, Tony right as he gets to the edge of the portal. Watch how his speed changes. Yeah, they got to close it because that, all that nuclear energy is going to come through the portal. Oh, yeah. Right here. Just boom. Oh, yeah, nice. Which, again, goes back to the whole thing about the Hulk and how his physics just feel right. This is another really cool scene, because here you're thinking, okay, Thor would be the one to catch him. (laughs) Logical choice, right? Science buddies to the end. Yes, science! Yeah, Mr. White. But then when he when he when he realizes he's on top of him, he just like throws him off. <laughs> I never quite noticed how Thor has the uh, Han Solo stripe on his pants. Yeah, <laughs> he's got Corellian blood stripes. Yes. Oh, what the hell just happened? <laughs> <laughs> they had like a bunch of different one liner for him to say he just kept rattling them off kept going and the whole swarmer thing was ad lib yeah good job team yes good job yes. guys take a day <laughs> yay yay us yay team <laughs> let's take a day let's just not come in tomorrow let's take a day <laughs> No. You ever tried shawarma? Have you guys ever had shawarma? No, no but I want to try it. you? I have. Pop quiz, what's the name of the shawarma place at the end of the movie? It's the yeah. shawarma palace. 
Oh, I'm sure there'll be shawarma cards all like, over New York County. Shawarma sales have gone up like a ridiculous amount of money in this movie. They're really good. Oh yeah. Yep. Great shot. Yes. Yeah, and I, the I, other really New York, New York scene. Yeah. And Stan Lee's cameo. I love that guy. I thought this was really cool. Like and, you know, just the reactions from people on the street and the little kid when he starts talking about the Hulk. Yeah. There's also a, a one I never caught before. There was a, you know, the kind of the black oh, really? power poster with the raised fist? Uh-huh. There was a green one the in the background of one of those anyway. shots. Oh, huh? Yeah, a big Hulk fist. So you got the politician doing that, but then you got the, the waitress we saw I don't earlier think so. Saying they saved our lives. What are you kidding me? Yep. I love it how they 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 gag Loki, you know, God of Lies and all that. I I just thought that was cool. I just want to give her a hug. I can't remember the actress's name, but she has been in something Whedon has done before. You know what would have been funny is if they would have put like, uh, like Cindy Carter or something like that. You know, just just like oh, some yeah, innocuous, like he inadvertently saved the long distant relative of uh, Peggy Carter. <laughs> Gay Bane. <laughs> Again, from the uh, Honest Avengers trailer. Look it up on YouTube. Wonder Twins power unite! Or whatever the line was. Activate. Activate. Whatever. (laughs) I've never seen the Wonder Twins. I only know it from references and other pieces of pop culture. You mean Zan and Jaina? If you say so. Love that car, by the way. That maroon, uh, whatever it is. Accurate. The accurate. Yeah. Yeah. And this is before he becomes Ghost Rider, right? Uh. No, he's the Human Torch first, then Ghost Rider. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really didn't feel Maria Hill out of her. I really didn't. And it's not just the the fact that they didn't use her as well. It's just in general, I just. Didn't feel as strong as she should have been. Or she, like I said earlier, she was forcing it so much. Now, I always thought, and I don't know why, and it's probably a misconception on my part, but I always thought Maria Hill was Hispanic. Now, l- look at this set right here. According to Whedon, the way the desks are laid out uh, makes up the wings of the of the shield eagle. And I, I can see it now that I, now that I'm looking at it again since I heard that. Microsoft tablet makes it possible. <laughs> Surface. Somebody no, did a really. close-up on that uh, computer yeah, display, and apparently it says it. Avengers Tower instead of Stark Tower. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah that makes yeah. sense. There's the A. I thought the next one was going to say POTS. 
Now, awesome. we're coming up on, after this first part of the credits, of course, the, the scene with uh, the Thanos <laughs> reveal. Yeah, I love the whole detail. Love the details on the straps there. Yeah, I love yeah, I love this, like, close-ups on the artifacts of the Avengers, you know what I mean? Like, the shield, the, you know, Black Widow's belt. It's really, really cool um, credit sequence. Everything's battle damaged. Seamus McGarvey. Alan Silvestri, there yeah. you go. Yeah. What a what an awesome job. I mean, a tough job too. I mean, scoring this movie must have been just you you're taking scores from other, you know, composers and having to put it all together and then, you know, putting your own spin on it and I think you just masterfully weaved it together. Like the one time I really noticed it was the spot on the on the helicarrier when Stark was going to fix the exhaust, the cooling thing and they they kind of played a little bit of the Iron Man type theme and then when when they cut the cap and he jumped up uh, on that beam, they they cut into like a little bit of the cap music. I mean, it just it was just seamless. So cool, awesome quiver. Yeah. Gar gar. <laughs> What's your favorite movie rating? Yeah, it reminds me very much of the credit sequence for All right. uh, start. Let's uh, let's watch watch the scene with, yeah, uh, yeah. with Thanos here because there's a great line in here that I missed the first time through. Thanos yes. time. I'm sure you didn't. Yeah, courting death. Oh, I didn't miss that. Well, that would be using the word to define itself. Yeah. And I love that's that's where his grin comes from. Court death. Do you remember he mm-hmm. Yeah. So cool. And apparently that's not CGI, it's makeup. Yeah. Which, bravo, because that is impressive. Oh, it's not? I thought by now they had. Uh, no. no, I think they've actually said they have not decided who's going to be yet. Nope. No, they uh, just announced no. James Gunn as the director and screenwriter, uh, officially. Uh, Thanos is literally in love with death, the female embodiment of death, and to court death is, frankly, what, exactly what he wants to do. Well, yeah, in yeah. Infinity Gauntlet, everything he does is to get death's attention, and he does the same thing in Guardians, uh, he, he, you know, that's his whole deal. He's in love with death. Yeah, read the Thanos quest for for any comic geeks out there that want to get a little more, drop a little more knowledge about Thanos. Read Infinity Quest or um, Thanos Quest, and then the Infinity Gauntlet, and it'll it'll pretty much sum up what that's all about. And then check out the Thanos Imperative because it's freaking awesome. Oh, I still haven't read it yet. Oh, it's so good. In the back of the hardcover of the Thanos Imperative, if you're lucky enough to find it, is a complete uh, like history of Thanos, 
um, it, I mean, in depth, going all the way back to his first appearances in Warlock uh, and with uh, Jim Starlin. So, like the Uhatmu uh, guide to him, or it's it's a, it's written as Richard Ryder's d- uh, data profile of Thanos. Oh, nice! And it's like the whole story of Thanos going back to his you know childhood on Titan, all the way up to the end of the Thanos Imperative. So it's in the back of the hardcover of the Thanos Imperative. I don't know if it's included with the trade paperback or not, but. The makeup artist for uh, Downey Jr. is John Blake. What was John Blake? Huh? Yeah. I mean, John Robin Blake. <laughs> I mean, Robin John Blake. Remember in the summer of 2012 when your Aunt Robin joined the Avengers? <laughs> uh, we still got like four minutes before we get the shawarma. <laughs> <laughs> it, but it's... it'll be worth it. It's so funny that you know I've seen I saw this movie in this theater three times. I watched it last night with my wife and my daughter, um, and then you know of course we just watched it now. So I've seen it five times total, and I, I literally feel like I could sit down tomorrow, fire this thing up, and watch it again. It's just it's I, I every time I see it, I appreciate it more and more, and I really I I really feel like this is. To me, more and more, and I know the newness maybe have a lot to do with it, but I literally think this is probably the best superhero movie ever made. Not maybe not exactly, exactly, <laughs> not the best movie ever made. But if you know, you take everything that a superhero movie should be and has the potential to be, and to to me, that's what this is. It just it's completely summed up in everything that happened in the last two hours and twenty oh some odd gosh, minutes. Oh my gosh, yeah. Plus, I mean, the, the tendency has been to take the characters darker and darker and darker. I mean, look at Nolan's Batman and everything. And then this comes along, and it just seems like such a breath of fresh air because the dialogue is snappy and funny, and it's all huge and, and, and you know, over the top. And, and That's what happens when you, when you are true and honest to what those characters are, and you, you don't try to get away from it or to make it too mainstream. It's like, no, this is the characters. Play to their strengths, and we said in our uh, Avengers movie episode that that uh, this this is special. I mean, this whole Avengers Phase One was something that didn't just happen by accident, or they didn't just do on a whim. Yeah, I mean, this has been five, six, seven years in the making to get here, and it shows the work and the effort. And you know, if we wasn't for getting a, a Robert Downey Jr. on board early on. This never would have happened. Never would have worked. And it could have gone so wrong so many different ways. You know? I mean, for it to have come out this right and to be this strong and good of a film is a miracle. I mean, considering all the different ways it could have been, you know, overwritten or badly paced or... The, the best thing Marvel did was keep it in-house. They did, we're, you know, we're producing it. We'll partner with, you know, Paramount or whoever to be able to get them produced and released, but we're making them. We're not just going to hand yep. over our baby to another Sony or another Fox to have them, you know, screw it up. We're, they They had big plans for it. Holy crap, did they come through. And they brought in the right people. They brought in Brian Michael Bendis, and they brought in Adi Granov, and they brought in, you, you know, uh, you know, Joe Quesada, and, you know, people that write these characters and have been writing these characters for 10, 20, you know, 
30 years they've been dealing dealing with these characters and i think that's where the you know how they stay true is by is that aspect of it we see so many times where they they punt these things over to studios and it's just like you could tell it's it's some bean counter sitting in an office somewhere that you know has some sort of uh, formula for you know what um, what every movie should have and how things should go and 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 force it on on the creative side and I think this is the first time we've really seen this kind of endeavor where the creative has really been the driver. I mean, let's face it, without Iron Man, Iron Man Two, without you know without the potential that Disney saw in this, we would never Disney would have never bought Marvel. I mean, Disney bought Marvel. Because of, because Iron Man was such a hit, and because Iron Man Two was such a hit, um, and it just it just ballooned from there. Plus, Disney had a big hole in their marketing schedule for uh, you know characters that appealed to young men. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, mm, delicious. Captain America covering his face because he had a beard and they put a prosthetic on that made him look like he'd been stung by bees. Yeah. And you look at Ruffalo and he looks like he's about ready to just bust out laughing. You can tell he's just, he's, he's holding it in. But I mean, it it works as even as part of the character. You can see over in the upper right hand corner, Shawarma Palace voted uh, (laughs) Shawarma, number one Shawarma in New York City. He has to turn away and look down because he's starting to laugh. Shawarma is kind of, it's like a variation of a gyro. Uh, it's a little more spiced. Uh, it has gotcha. a lot more things going on, but it's, it's pretty tasty. Oh my gosh. We did never, it. Never Eleven. thought we'd get here. Huh. Interesting, my, uh, my iTunes uh, rental has now an extra bit of Spanish voice actor credits oh. because this one shipped with uh, alternate, you know, vocal track. Gotcha. Well, there we have it. Are we uh, are we ready to close this and out and, well. <laughs> and call it a night? Yeah. Yeah, I got work in the morning. Yeah, me too. All right, everybody. Well, thank you again for joining us on the culmination of the phase one of our journey um, into the, the Avengers initiative Um, a long time in the making. um, I've really enjoyed uh, this commentary track. I think, honestly, I think this is probably the best one we've done. We just, you know, just had a lot of fun uh, getting, you know, going through this one and and doing it. Um, And it was just such a pleasure to finally get to this point where we could do it. No, I think you're right. No, I've just, I've just, I've just decided we can table a motion. (laughs) <laughs> Just like in the Star Wars prequels. Fair enough. If you would like to tell us what you thought about Avengers and what you thought about our commentary of Avengers, you can do so in lots of ways. We have voicemail at 516-468-7912. Email at comments at legionofdudes.com. Check out our brother podcast, Half Hour Wasted on Mondays. And you can check out walkingdeadtv.com for our Walking Dead TV podcast and in-depth coverage of the TV show. We're coming back up on uh, the premiere here in the middle of October, so check that out. Also, out now with Aaron and Abe, our weekly uh, new movie release uh, show. Those guys are uh, constantly reviewing the new movies that are in theaters and doing a great job. You can follow our Facebook groups for LOD, HHW, our Half Hour Wasted, Walking Dead TV podcast, and out now with Aaron and Abe. Also, check out our new feed. 
Real Heroes, where we cover the good, the bad, and the worthless among the superhero movie genre. So you can check that out coming out next month. You can follow us on Twitter at LOD Tweet and at HHWLOD underscore network. Disassemble. <laughs> Have a good week, everybody. I think Jarvis is sweeping up under the big round table with the A on it, so. Yeah, can somebody call in damage control, please? Hank Pym is drunk again. Must be a Tuesday. What have I to fear? The Avengers. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Earth's mightiest heroes type thing. Yes. I've met them. Yeah. Takes us a while to get any traction, I'll give you that one. But let's do a head count here. Your brother, the demigod. A super soldier, a living legend who kind of lives up to the legend. A man with breathtaking anger management issues, a couple of master assassins, and you, big fella, you've managed to piss off every single one of them. That was the plan. Not a great plan. When they come, and they will, they'll come for you. I have an army. We have a Hulk. Oh, I thought the beast had wandered off. You're missing the point. There's no throne. There is no version of this where you come out on top. Maybe your army comes, and maybe it's too much for us, but it's all on you. Because if we can't protect the Earth, you can be damn well sure we'll avenge it.